Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. The BMW i4 M50. It's 100% electric and 100% BMW. Experience the power of over 500 horses stampeding at a whisper as BMW M-engineered handling takes you through every twist and turn. The complete suite of intuitive technology keeps you connected. The pure performance keeps your heart racing. The BMW i4 M50. Silence has never said so much. BMW, the ultimate electric driving machine. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 128 of the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com/sheck. There's much to be seen at nfl.com right now, including Adam Ranks. NFL Fan Pass, look for that page, look for the new NFL, it's relevant to uh, this Super Bowl that will be played on Sunday. What if Jim Harbaugh had decided to stick with Alex Smith and not start Colin Kaepernick in the latter part of the season? It's grand, I say, if I may say so myself. All right, let's say hello to the man now appropriately seated to my immediate right from NFL.com. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. And as you said, it seems more appropriate for me to be on the right-hand side. I felt a little discombobulated yesterday being on the left, but we made it through. I thought it was a really good show. But now, as always, it just feels better to be on the right. It's right, if I may say. Yes. And uh, did I mention the fact that we're in New Orleans? Did I say that yet? Yes. We're in New Orleans, Louisiana. We just completed... Day three, forgive me, I'm punchy after three days. Um, we just finished our third of three shows, NFL.com Live, a great lineup of guests that we talked to. You can go to NFL.com and look at the uh, full show there again, NFL.com Live. Coming up here on uh, today's podcast, we're going to spin some of those highlights back for you. Geno Smith, Matt Barkley, two guys who are Bitter rivals, I guess, right now. Trying to a little bit, see, yeah. see who gets to be the QB picked a little bit higher there. Cam Newton, another QB who you may have heard of. Clay Matthews, our old pal from the Packers. Be on the lookout for this one because while talking to Clay Matthews, I couldn't help myself. I brought up uh, one of the, the uh, DDFP's favorite football playing guests, A.J. Hawk. And as you'll hear Clay Matthews say, man, you love that guy. Which is weird. How does he know that I love A.J. Hawk and that you love A.J. Hawk? Do you think A.J. Hawk is saying to Clay Matthews in their downtime, hey, those two cuckoos in uh, L.A., man, they're into you. Why would they root for you instead of me kind of thing? What, what, where does that come from? I would imagine there is a little bit of jealousy right there. Plus, as we found out the last time A.J. Hawk was on the show, his father 
Mr. Hawk is a huge fan as well. Yeah, it's interesting. So, all right, and then uh, another Packer, Greg Jennings, is coming up. Jeremy Piven, Deshaun Jackson, Roddy White, and the cast, four of the guys from uh, the league. I've never seen an episode of that show, but uh, they're funny guys, that's you, for sure. Paul Shear and Nick Kroll and the rest of them. You played it off well. Did I? Did it I seem good. like I'd seen the show? Yes, sir. I didn't play it off well. Don't patronize me. No, Here's what happened. What? I'll admit it. I had a moment of shame unlike I've ever experienced <laughs> in my limited broadcasting <laughs> career. It was a humiliation. <laughs> See, we have this thing out here on the show this week, the wheel of stupid questions. And as uh, the title would suggest, it's a wheel that you spin and it has stupid questions attached to it. So we spun the wheel, and wouldn't you know, the wild card came up, which means make up a question on the spot. Well, the problem is I just asked one of my favorite stupid questions to the league, to the, the guys from the league. I asked them if all 32 mascots got into a fight, who would win? And I'm not talking about the dummies who wear the, the costumes and run around the stadium. I'm talking about the, the actual represent, the, the thing represented, a, a raven versus a giant versus a jet, you know, and so on. Well, so I just used that question, and then I get the wild card. I froze. I don't mind telling you. I didn't know what to do. So while I'm trying to conjure the question, necktie is in my ear yelling, but I couldn't hear what he was saying, and he kept yelling over and over again. And I literally said, while on live TV, I just said to no one, what? Like that, but I'm not talking to anybody. And the league guys gave me a look like, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Hey, amateur. What's wrong with you? You're talking to the producer on live TV? They I was said, humiliated. And I, 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 I apologize to everyone. Adam, I feel you were diminished <laughs> by your, listen, guilt by association. Yes. I'm well, sorry. Nick, Nick Kroll asked me, he's like, why is the guy with Tourette's hosting this show? <laughs> I guess what is the best thing? If you cool. have Tourette's, that's sort of the best, uh, that's the best word to have repeating. Well, it is a little, uh, you'll hear in the Matt Barkley interview too, because I didn't realize they put together this wheel of stupid questions and I'd never seen them. And so if you listen on yesterday's show, I don't know which interviews that they played back. It was J.J. Watt, yeah. But they pulled J.J. Watt and it said true or false. And I thought what it meant was think of a true or false question. And so I did, you know, and I got admonished by Dave because no, that isn't the spirit of the question we are asking. Because we the question is no, simply no, no, no. true I, or false. I get it now. Well, I get it now, but I didn't know at the spot, so I made up a question. But the wild card came up for me in the Matt Barkley interview, and like you, it's like oh geez, because there's not like a lot of times you're asking follow up questions or things like that, so you have some direction of which you could go. But with Matt Barkley, he and I were talking about his high school days because I'd covered him when he was in high school. So I asked him out of his two high school rivals, who did he like the least? So, but it is a little like on the spot, you better be ready to go. So I understand. But when your producers sitting in there yelling gibberish in your ear. Unacceptable, kind of, unacceptable. I am humiliated. It is the low point of my broadcasting career, save maybe like 142 other incidents. Oh, can I, can I Yeah, raise your something? hand please, Rand. Thank you. Yes. Well, I don't want to miss Adam. Thank you. Uh, Adam Rank, NFL.com, NFL Network. Uh, question, is there going to be a postseason shame report after the Super Bowl? And if so, I feel as I oh, now know wow. where the brown paper bag of shame is coming from. 
Well, 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 that's a great idea. I deserve it. I don't shy from giving it to Dave Damashek if Dave Damashek has earned it. That is a good point. <laughs> There's going to have to be at least five things in uh, Sunday's game more shameful. All right, Rank, who's your pick? Just real quick. Uh, well, I know I, you gave it, but give it again. This is our last podcast before Super Bowl 47. I gave the pick of the 49ers on NFL.com, and I feel here I should go Ravens just so I have both bases covered. Clever. Well played, sir. Coming up after we get through all is these interviews. Terrible? I like it. I like it. Other, <laughs> you know, better men than you have played that game. Yeah. I like it. Um, coming up after we get through all of our interviews from day three of NFL.com Live, guess who's coming up, everybody? Get ready, Flames, your heroes, around the league debate club. I went out with them, Dan Hanzus and Mark Sessler. I went out with them last night on the streets of uh, the French Quarter. We ate char-broiled char uh, oysters, and we drank Abita beers, and... Where were you at? We went to a cool place, actually. It was uh, the Monteleone Hotel and at the, the Carousel Bar, where the likes of Hemingway and Capote once hung out, and now modern-day 21st century scribes, not unlike Capote, modern-day <laughs> versions of Capote and Hemingway, minus the talent. <laughs> and the sexual flexibility. It was a grand time. But now, let's get to our first guest here. From West Virginia, the Mountaineer, soon to be a first round draft pick. Who knows where he'll go, except right now he's coming into your ears. It's Geno Smith. The 2012 Orange Bowl MVP out of West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains. Uh, you heard Country Roads Take Me Home serenaded to you by that crowd a number of times this year, Gino. Yes, sir. Welcome. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing, man? Doing I appreciate well. you guys being uh, having, having me fun here. out here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You having a good time so far? Having a great time. Just soaking it all in. Yeah. You're soaking in the culture <laughs> like me? All the <laughs> 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 Not too much. Not too much. I'm here for business, so you know, I got to make sure I'm handling business first. Yeah, you're a pro. How is that? How is the uh, business going, Gino? Down, at, you're at IMG, I believe, right, in yes, Florida. Sir. So, what do you, what, what's it like? I mean, your school spits you out. You're no longer at West Virginia. <laughs> you're now in the Gino Smith business, right? Yes, so, sir. what are you working on for yourself? Well, overall, I've been working on preparing myself, you know, for the NFL draft, for the combine, and to be a starter next year. And that's my ultimate goal—to be a productive starter. I want to go in right away and you know do some of the things that Andrew Luck, RG3, you know, Russell Wilson, Colin Kaepernick, some of the things they've done. So, I'm going to prepare myself to be that and uh, that's what I've been doing at IMG been working out with uh, quarterback coach Chris Winkie they have a tremendous facility down there and just you know overall getting better when you see the mock drafts like the one we just showed you is it hard not to get caught up into things like that or are you are are you ignoring them altogether oh I'm completely ignoring it um you know when it, when it comes down to it, everyone has a mock draft of some sort. But, uh, you know, I understand that, you know, the coaches and the GMs are the ones who are going to ultimately make that, that decision. And those are the guys who I want to win over. And uh, there's a process that you have to go through in order to do that. And, uh, you know, I'm just prepared for it. Got to ask it. This is a question you're going to get a lot at the Combine. I am sure, fair or otherwise, yeah. you're, at that, you're down there in IMG with Manti Teo. What's he like? What's your read on the guy? Well, you know, from hanging out with Manti and just, you know, being down there with him, you know, he's a really good guy. You know, I can't say any bad things about him. Obviously, he's going through his struggles um, with the media, but, um, you know, that happens at times. And, um, you know, my biggest thing is to treat that guy the same way I would treat anyone else. You know, I understand that, you know, he, he may have made some tough decisions, but, you know, we all do. And, you know, none of them, you know, are really 
worse than any other. So I just try and treat them as as, as as good as possible on a daily basis and make it comfortable for them. Does that even come up? Do you guys even talk about it, or how do you approach we, it? We never talk about it. You know, uh, we all know the situation, but you know, at the end of the day, we're all down there to get better as players and as young players. Like I said, we've always all been through something at some point in time. Uh, just his is you know receiving a lot of scrutiny as far as the media goes. So we, we rarely talk about it, and uh, we just treat them as you know as normal as possible. What do you need to work on, Gino? Everything, man. There's Everything. always room for improvement. And, uh, you know, I believe my best football is far ahead of me. I've been, um, you know, gradually improving day by day, year by year, um, and throughout my entire career at West Virginia. And the numbers speak for that, but also my leadership and the way I carry myself, the productivity, those things speak for it as well. You're from Miami, so you must like the warm weather. I uh, Listen, I'm not trying to yeah. jam you, Sorry. but... Arizona, it's nice and hot there. Now Kansas City, they have great barbecue, if that's something you enjoy. <laughs> Love barbecue. Any of those things you're sort of looking at and thinking, that wouldn't be a bad place to land? Well, those things are, uh, you know, kind of bonuses. You know, the thing that I'm looking at is, you know, being able to step into a locker room and be the consummate leader, um, set the bar high, and lead by example. And I think uh, at the end of the day, somebody's going to choose me. And whichever team that is, you know, I'm going to go right in there and, and be prepared to be the starter and, and do what it takes to win games. But at some point, you got to be daydreaming. Is there a team that you can see? Do you envision yourself wearing the Chiefs red or anything like that? You know, I can't, I can't do that at this point. You know, it's, it's too early in the process. Um, you know, I still have a lot of work left to do. Um, got to go into the combine and really allow people to know who I am as an athlete, physically, uh, mentally, and as well as, you know, in, in the personality um, you know, aspect. Gina, what was the, the thought process in deciding whether or not to go to the All-Star circuit, to any of the All-Star games? Well, the, the biggest thing for me was uh, it, was, it was a strategic move. Um, obviously, I want to compete. I'm a competitor, and you know, my first instinct was, you know, go right in there and show them. You know, go in there and compete and, and let guys know that you are the best. But ultimately, um, there are risk factors that you know I had to take into consideration, and others around me who, you know, really brought that to my attention. And you know, my, the best thing for me to do was to stay down there at IMG with Chris Winkie and get better as a player. And uh, you know, when when the combine rolls around and my pro day rolls around. You know, people have plenty of time to see who I am and how gifted I am as an athlete. In broad strokes, you certainly have watched Cam Newton and what the uh, what the youngsters did this past season. And in a large sense, figure there's now a place for me as a rookie. But yeah. practically speaking, did you learn? Have you learned something from watching these guys in terms of be a passer first and scramble to get guys open, or are you ready to run sort of a pistol type offense? Where where, where do you come you down? Know, I, think, I think I adapt to to any offense and. Uh, in college, I played three different systems. Um, you know, I played in the pro-style system. I played in, in a read option system. And then I played in, you know, Dana Hogerson system. And been productive in all three. Uh, that's just a test of my hard work. I think, you know, as a quarterback, you're going to be able to do certain things uh, within the game to win games. And that's what it comes down to, making plays and, you know, putting your team in the best position to win the game. So, uh, you know, th those are the things that I, you know, I think I bring to the table. Well, I know I bring to the table. You know, I want to let guys know that, you know, this is who I am. Whenever Dana's talking to you and he's trying to explain the offensive philosophy or a play he wants, do you ever just stare at that head of hair? Because it's, it's kind of balled up here, and he's kind of got it long. And I mean, it really is. Uh, That's heck a fashion statement, man. Uh, it is, right? Fashion statement. I mean, it, is, it is unto its own. There was no other head of hair like that in college football. Yeah, I mean, Dane is my guy, and, you know, he's a unique guy. But um, he's a player's coach. I love him to death. And, uh, you know, I look forward to what he has to do uh, there at West Virginia. I know he's going to build something special. Uh, that hair is something. We, we, we crack jokes on him all the time. And, you know, he's not letting it go. So <laughs> it is what it is.
And you have got remarkable receivers. You had remarkable receivers. Stedman Bailey, Tavon Austin. I mean, what he I, – I, it's escaping me the game. Um, that Oklahoma. Exactly, against Oklahoma. I don't – I've never seen anything – have you ever seen anything like that on any level, running the ball, catching the ball, what he was able to do out there? Well, I've never seen a player as quick, as elusive, um, you know, as, as dedicated to the game as Tavon Austin. And that's, that's not to say that I haven't played with many great players, but, I mean, that guy is special in, in every sense of the word. Um, he does things on the football field that not many guys can even even fathom. Um, and playing with him and, and Stedman Bailey, it made my job a lot easier. Um, you know, I believe we all made each other better throughout our careers there, and uh, I appreciate, you know, having those guys on my side because it'll be tough t- to match up against them. Yeah, we have um, a fan cam, our Bridgestone fan zone, where Jamie Maju is right now standing with a fan that has a question for Geno Smith. Jamie? Hey, guys. Thank you. This is Jules, and Jules here from Palm Springs, California. Love female football fans. Okay, you got a question for Geno Smith? Yeah, Geno, there is a lot more quarterbacks that play with the same type of style that you do. In fact, one's in the Super Bowl this year. Does that inspire you for your chance in the NFL? And go Uh, Niners. (laughs) <laughs> you got to get the Go Niners in there. What do you say, Gino? Uh, yes, it definitely inspires me. Um, you know, I look forward to doing some of the similar things that those guys do. They're great players, and uh, you know, I want to be one of the best players in the NFL. So uh, to see those guys reach you know so much success at young ages is it, very inspiring, and I look to uh, you know continue the trend. How weird was it for you, again, a Miami kid? To go up to West Virginia, I'm on the wrong side as far as you're concerned to the backyard brawl. I'm from Pittsburgh, so I'm close enough to, yeah. to know those West Virginia people. Man, that had to be a different universe for you to, to go from uh, Florida up to West Virginia. You know what? At first, it was a culture shock. Um, you know, I can't lie. It was different for me, but, uh, you know. My thing was, I'm here for football and, and to better my education, and I wasn't going to let any outside distractions um, you know, get the best of me. Uh, those fans were great. Um, they treated me with uh, a tremendous amount of respect. Um, they showed up every game loud and cheering. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was not so good for you know the Pitt <laughs> fans or any, anyone oh, you else. Don't, don't rub that in. <laughs> but um, you know the fans are great. The, the community is great, and they, they treat us with so much respect. And I mean, they really honest. gun-toting mascots, though. <laughs> I mean, that's the best part about it. You you know what I mean? It's, it's a unique thing. We got a, a mascot who who does some things. I mean, they always bring in like the the, the meanest looking guy, I guess, to intimidate the other guy. <laughs> love that guy. He, yeah, he does a great job. You gotta love it. All right, now you brought a you brought along a card with you. Now what? Yeah. What do we got what, here? What is it? This is uh my first training co- trading card. I don't know if you guys can see this. Oh I yeah, just, we, got uh, it. we got it. I just signed a deal with Panini. Uh, in partnership, and uh, you guys can check this oh, out. Oh, very nice. A yeah. white jersey. You're keeping it a mystery where <laughs> yeah. you think you're going to wind just, up. Just signed a deal with Panini, and uh, I look forward to the partnership. It's, uh, it's a great honor to be a part of, uh, of the, uh, you know, the NFL you know, logo and you know, be with those guys. <laughs> and uh, you're also, also working with Pop Warner, right? Yes, working with Pop Warner. I'm actually participating in the, uh, the Play 60 deal tomorrow um, right. with the kids, and it's, it's a great chance to give back and um, you know, just help those kids out. Just yeah. quick. Gino, last thing, can we get a pick? A pick? Yeah, pick Super on a Bowl Super Bowl. Pick? Ravens, Niners. I'm taking the Ravens, man. All right. I feel like they're destined for it. <laughs> for your next trading card, you got to get one of those old-timey yeah. poses. Yeah. Right? Kind of like that. Like, uh, like Johnny Lujak. Yeah. You see the one where he's coming? Pulling on Johnny Lujak. He knows his history. Wow. Yeah. Very All right. Nice. If I had a better voice, I'd sing Country Roads Take Me Home right now. <laughs> Dave. da 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 don't Dave. All right, there goes the West Virginia kid. And, yes, the sound quality is even worse than it was when last we were speaking. That's because I'm now on my cell phone. And to explain the reason for that, here he is, everybody. The first time you hear his voice, 
this week, back from his trip to Hawaii, it's Black Tie. What's the food, Black Tie? What's going on, Dave? How's it, how's it going? Well, it's not going that great because now I have to record something. What happened here? <laughs> no, no, I just wanted to get on, you know, do a quick shout-out. And no, no, Who's no, your sir. Shout out to? Do you have any Hawaiian people? Any Hawaiian employees you want to give a shout out to? Not Hawaiian employees, but it, it did it did come to me when I was in Hawaii. So I was around practice during Pro Bowl week. I was going to each practice, and one of the days I mic'd up Aaron Foster, you know, the Texans running back, and he uh, gave me a great idea for a shout out. So my shout out today is going to first shout out in a couple of weeks here is going to. NFL field security, and when I say field security, I mean those guys who, essentially, their job is to stop crazy, un, you know, rushes from rushing the field and fans and whatnot rushing the field. And the reason being is, they can't watch the game. They're at the game, uh, right? On the field, next to the players, next to the atmosphere, they get everything except watching the game. It's they don't get to, but they hear the cheers and they, they, they hear everything, but they can't, they're not allowed to turn they're not, around. They're not That's allowed to one. turn around. So imagine, you know, just like a crazy reaction. Like the crowd goes crazy. You're not even allowed to turn around just out of, just to react. You're just, you can't watch the game. And that's, you know, like I said, this came up in Hawaii and Aaron Foster was making fun of a guy who, who was literally just staring at like a forest. Like there was nothing coming from that direction, but it's his job to stand there and watch the forest. Well, all the all-stars in the NFL are practicing them behind him. So I thought that was pretty great. Shout-out to Aaron Foster for that great idea. So that's my shout-out this week. I like it. Maybe we'll even bring that one back up so, uh, so everybody else can talk about that one. Because I do. I, I've actually talked with some of those guys when I've been down on the field and uh, lamented with them. I empathize with them how bad it is that they're not allowed to see the game. So I try to tell them what's happening. All right. Anyhow, all right, Black Tie. Let's move along with uh, the review of today's NFL.com live show. With uh, the Rookie of the Year, we'll go from one guy who maybe will be the 2013 Rookie of the Year to a guy who is the 2012 Rookie of the Year, the Seattle Seahawks QB, who came oh so close to playing in the title game. Who knows? Maybe it would be the Seahawks here if a couple of things had gotten just slightly different. We asked them. We had a delightful time. And guess what, Black Tie? I gave you a shout-out in here. Listen to it now. It's Russell Wilson. Welcome back to Super Bowl 47 here at NFLLive.com. Check it out. You can follow us on Twitter at NFLcomLive. You can ask a question of our next guest right here. The Wolfpack, the Badgers, and now the Seattle Seahawks. He is in the running for the Vizio Top Value Performer, Vizio.com slash TVP. Russell Wilson, what's happening, Russell? Uh, it's great to be here today. You, know, you won the award. Be... Yeah. It's yeah, over. Yeah, the fans, it's done. Voted, the fans, fans vote on it. Uh, to be the Vizio Top Value Performer Award is a pretty awesome award that fans voted on, so it's really exciting. So this what? is the victory lap. Yeah, they gave me this huge uh, <laughs> award over here, and yeah. it's got the new, the, it's got the new uh, Vizio uh, tablet PC on it, so it's pretty awesome. And Very then also cool. I get a bunch of TVs, and, and I got a huge 70-inch TV, so that's really exciting <laughs> to watch. And that one works, too? Oh, yeah, that works. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Uh, best trophy ever, a 70-inch <laughs> TV. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I assume you can go around like the Stanley Cup and skate. I assume uh, you know how to skate. <laughs> You're a, already a two-sport athlete, right? Yeah, I don't know how to skate. Well, do you ever think about, have you given this any passing thought? There have been a couple other guys who have done it. Maybe the Rockies could trade your rights up to Seattle, I've to the Mariners. I've thought about stealing a couple bases for the Mariners. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Get that baseball money. Yeah, you know? I'm, just trying to, I'm trying to win a whole bunch of games for the Seahawks, so that's, that's my focus. Yep. Russell, how many, um, we were at the Combine, and we said the same thing that everybody else did that had a chance to spend time with you. you know, this guy, you keep an eye on this guy. How many 
media folks are trying to claim Russell Wilson before anyone else was saying Russell Wilson was going to be the guy. You know, I never worried about the, the noise, you know, whether if it was negative or positive. You know, I think the, the great athletes always have the ability to ignore the noise and just focus on what they can do to help them, their team win and how they can improve themselves. And so I knew that I had the talent. I just needed an opportunity. And Coach Carroll gave me an unbelievable opportunity and, and John Schneider, the GM for the Seahawks. So I'm so blessed to be there. I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But you got drafted to a team that just spent big money to bring in a free agent quarterback. What were your realistic expectations going into last season? For, for me to bring my A game every day, you know, just to, to practice hard, to play hard during the games. And if I got that opportunity, just take full advantage of it. Coach uh, Carroll came up to me after the, the first rookie mini camp and just told me, you know, Russell, you have a chance to be the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. You know, my eyes lit up. I couldn't wait. You know, it was an opportunity for me to take over and just lead this football team to, to victory, you know, throughout the, throughout the season. And we had a great season. Obviously, we're disappointed. I'm disappointed that I'm standing here right now. And talking, uh, talking, and not getting ready for practice for the Super Bowl. But you know, the, the goal is in the, the future and see what we can do. A lot of people are disappointed to be with us. Yes, that's true. <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of people. Obviously, the buzz was the assumption was it would be Matt Flynn. What do you expect in 2013 between now and uh, kickoff? What do you think happens with Matt Flynn now? Well, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. I, I hope he's still with us. You know, he's a great guy, a uh, guy that's you know works extremely hard too as well. And and no matter what the circumstances, I, I want the best for him so you know Pete uh, always had being from Southern California the always compete philosophy you know and we wondered if it would translate to the pro game give us an idea I mean the man is just unbridled enthusiasm hey oh, uh, Russell what's happening hey I mean it's <laughs> what, what's it like in an NFL locker room it just seems so collegiate well, he's so passionate about the game of football. It's unbelievable. The energy that he brings to our practice, to the locker room, how much he cares about us players, and, and you know, what he stands for. You know, that, that idea of just always competing, you know, just bringing your, your, best, your best foot forward all the time and just, you know, no matter what you're in, whether if it's a meeting, whether if it's in the weight room, whether if it's practice, whether if it's the game, we're, we're, we're competing to be the best. And, and that's our, you know, that's kind of our theme, you know, and what I've kind of been talking about is just having a championship offseason. And he instills that in us you know if we can have a championship offseason we can have if we can be the best team out of all the 32 teams this offseason that'll help us for 2013 that's what we're excited about and it, it translates really well from the veterans to the young guys what he does and what he stands for is, is pretty amazing seems like you're ready to go right now are you just chomping in the bit to get back at work <laughs> i love the way something like right now <laughs> <laughs> even if it means a year from now you don't mind the, the idea zero degrees you, you'd be cool with that early oh, yeah. february yeah, i'd be all right <laughs> you uh you mentioned obviously you're not happy sitting here but how long did it stick with you that you score the game winning touchdown it looks to be and then you watch you know a kick sail through those uprights you know kind of what I talked about you know after the game you know in interviews after the game was you know that would have been the greatest comeback in playoff history you know if we had won that game I mean that's one of the best games you could yeah. possibly have to come back down 20 points with you know 13 minutes left in the game however many minutes there were you know so you know, the thing was, I was very, very disappointed, obviously. And I'm disappointed that our season ended. We had a tremendous season. But when I was walking through the tunnel, I realized, I mean, we got the, we got the number one, the youngest offense in the National Football League. I think we're the second or third youngest team in the National Football League. We got a bright, bright future. And all those guys are coming back for the most part. So that's, that's the exciting part. We have a tremendous coach. And we got the best fans in the National Football League. It doesn't get any better. So we're really excited about it. If you're playing GM for your team, what are you looking at in the draft? 
I, I don't know. I'm not really worried about that. That's not my job. You know, that's John Schneider's job. He always does a great job with that. And I, I know he'll get the, the right pieces and the right, the right things together for us to win. Give us, uh, give us an idea of how those giant mitts that I'm watching you go. How does that help you throw the ball? I mean, the difference in, in what you're able to do to hold the ball, because that was the thing coming out of the combine is you've got a cannon attached to that shoulder. Is that a big part of it, the hand? Yeah, that's a, that's a huge part of it. You know, the fact that, you know, my hands are can golf football pretty easily. You know, it's like I'm throwing a baseball or something. So right. I think that helps a lot, you know, in terms of uh, throwing the ball, putting it whenever I need to. And then also just the fact that when it rains, you know, it rains in Seattle all the time. So Let's you guys are showing my hands there. <laughs> Look at about that. the same. No, no, it's nowhere near the same. Well, well no, we both have near a cannon. That's what we have. Got. Our, producer, our producer of uh, our podcast, Black Tie, loves to describe the way you throw the ball. It's a sexy deep ball. That's what he always goes on and on. He won't stop with it. It's a little yeah. uncomfortable. But who do you like? It? Let's say we line up every quarterback at the, uh, at the goal line and see who can throw it the farthest. Who wins that one? I don't know. That doesn't matter. That will never happen in a Oh, game, it does so. matter. It matters to, to <laughs> someone like I'm me. To idiots like us. There's a lot of guys <laughs> that can throw. I mean, everybody in the National Football League can throw. So, um, you know, it, it's fun watching different guys. I love watching Drew Brees throw the ball. He puts the ball in the money. You know, mm -hmm. I was at the Pro Bowl with him, and it's a guy I've admired and watched for a long time. And just watching, watching some of the throws he was making, it's pretty impressive. There's tons of guys, though. How was that Pro Bowl experience? Did you soak up a lot of uh, information from those guys? Well, to come in as a rookie, you know, and being the being the Pro Bowl and playing the Pro Bowl, and especially the quarterback position, just to be around Drew Brees, Eli Manning on my team, and then then you got Peyton Manning and talk to and talk to them. I mean, that's an unbelievable experience that that nobody that nobody can compare to. Just because you know, being a rookie and coming in at the quarterback position, that will go miles and miles and miles for my career. And I'm really excited about it. That's why I hope they don't get, ever get rid of the Pro Bowl, uh, just for future generations, future teams, future players. I think it's really important. We're going to go out to our uh, Bridgestone fan zone cam. Uh, no, we're not? All right. I thought we might. Uh, Jamie Maggio was wandering somewhere around her. You know, Jamie, of course, she did almost all of your games this yeah. season, so I'm sure she wanted to submit something. Yeah, I guess we'll just ask you the obvious question then. Who do you like in a Super Bowl? That's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a battle. I, I, it's hard for me not to go against the 49ers. I've played them twice, and they're a very, very good football team. So I think the 49ers will win. I, I, definitely, I definitely want Ray Lewis to go out on this white horse. That would be great for him to, uh, to win the game. It should have been see. the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Oh, you guys. Look at What's that. Up, there she is. Good to see you. Good to see you, Thank too. You. Yep. My favorite rookie quarterback. I couldn't not crash the segment here. How's oh, it going? What did I miss? Yes. Everything. <laughs> I, I don't want to make anything uncomfortable here, but you said that Andrew Luck was your favorite. Is that Andrew Luck? Yes, you did. You absolutely did. And Heather We both took Russell. Yeah, I think all three of us took Russell, and she was arguing adamantly. I think she said RG3, too. Yeah. You know they're lying. You know they're lying. You said Ravens, 49ers, you're going. I think I have to go with the 49ers. All right, 49ers. Too bad we didn't get Seahawks, Niners. The nation would have loved that for the uh, title. No, Round no. three. I'm, just, I'm still stuck on 70-inch TV as a trophy for winning the, uh, the <laughs> top value performer. <laughs> That's fantastic. Russell, congratulations thank, on all the success. Thank you, Good luck. Thank you so year. much. Go Hawks. Damoshek, Damoshek, David, David, Damoshek. <laughs> Dave, that was great. That was awesome. <laughs> that was, wait, wait a second, black guy. That was terrific acting because you're pretending like you're listening the audio of Russell Wilson, but of course you already heard it, but I like your fake laugh you just did there. That was great acting. Hey, I think okay. now what we need, I think what we need, we've just stumbled into a brand new segment on the show, Black Tie Acts Out Great Scene. And maybe we'll do that in the future. I like your fake laugh though. <laughs> I really worked on that. That was well, Dave. I worked on that. That was, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> that, was, 
That was a terrific laugh. All right, Black Tie, the point is, I gave you a shout-out. Now Russell Wilson knows how you appreciate his sexy deep balls. And yeah, Quickly, he actually knows. I actually met up with him two weeks ago before Pro Bowl, and I did a quick sit-down interview with him, and guess, guess what the topic was? Sexy deep ball. Exactly. So uh, I'm actually going to work on that feature right after the Super Bowl. I'm going to put that out on NFL.com, so check it out when it's up. And uh, so he knows. He's well aware of the sexy deep ball and the beast that Terrific. is becoming. Terrific. You've uh, you staked your claim. Now, that That is now, when you've gone from this world, you'll always be known as the guy who came up with the phrase sexy deep ball. All right, enough's enough, Black Guy. I'm going to let you hang up the phone. Here we go now from USC. Guy, do I tell you now, believe me later, if you don't currently, he will be a first-round draft pick. From USC, the fair-haired number seven, Matt Barkley. Welcome back to NFL.com Live at Super Bowl 47, presented by Bridgestone, a Gatorade Player of the Year, his junior season, by the way, four-year starter at USC. Let's see, uh, 12,000 yards, 116 touchdowns. I tell you. Oh, I got it. You don't know. Uh, looking forward to seeing him at the Combine and, of course, in the NFL Draft coming up here in April. It is a USC Trojans quarterback, Matt Barkley. How are you, Matt? Great, great, great to be here. First time kind of soaking in this whole Super Bowl experience, so yep. I'm, I'm taking it in. How's the shoulder, I guess? We'll start with that yeah. because, obviously, that's a question everyone wants to know. Are you coming along? Are it's you... a lot better, a yeah. lot better, and I progressed, keep progressing quicker and quicker over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it was a, a degree three sprain, uh, AC sprain. Didn't need surgery, which was good, but ended up going down to Birmingham to, to see Dr. Andrews and talk with him. You know, he's the best uh, and working with their PT guys, so I was in great hands, and uh, it, it shouldn't be a problem in the future. No long-term damage. What are you going to be able to do at the combine? Are you going to throw it all, or are you just going to be down there for interviews? We'll see about that, what I do at the combine. I plan on doing as much as I can. Um, really looking forward to the interview process and meeting all those coaches and GMs and just I heard it's crazy. It's a, a little overwhelming, but uh, I, th- I think I'll, I'll be ready and looking forward to it. What is it between now and the combine that you're particularly working on? Is there one area that you feel like that whoever's coaching you up says, we need to get this better to show off uh, what you got for the guys? Well, in terms of specific football things, uh, you can always work on footwork. So I've been working a ton on that. I uh, feel really comfortable with my feet. Uh, but then just throwing, getting back into that rhythm uh, because, you know, I didn't miss those last couple weeks of the game. Uh, of, the, of the season with those two games, and then uh, just getting back into that rhythm of, of playing quarterback. So and you running the pistol some, getting used to running. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick under center. You know, we, we did a lot in shotgun during this year, so I'm comfortable in the gun with all that, um, all those different offenses. Kind of a hybrid West Coast system, but you know, I'll be fine with whatever system I go to. If you could uh, sell your your teammates a little bit here, particularly Robert Woods. I mean, when he came on the scene, there was a remarkable connection between the two of you. Yeah. Marquise gets introduced, and you watch the games you can't help but take you know you can't take your eyes off the guy what about where Robert is right now and, and his playing on Sundays and, and what you can say about him he's going to be a great great player in the NFL and he's he's this last year for him was a little tough just with all the publicity and and, and how Marquise was playing but Robert uh, he's been training down in California and we'll get together pretty soon to start working towards pro day uh, when that time comes to throw together but He's going to be a great player for our team, a smart receiver, really a smart receiver who knows how to find the open windows and, uh, and get open. Now, most guys going into the draft come out and say, you know what, I'd be happy to play for any team. But as you sit down and you think about it, is there one place you think, like, you know what, that would be a pretty good fit? For me? For you. It's kind of hard, you know, 
right now in the process, it is kind of still early and, and just a couple of weeks, a week ago or something, it seems like all the coaches were in place finally after all those switchings around. And uh, obviously my sets are, are on number one and, and, and being that number one pick, I think you got to set your sights high. So, so we'll see how that turns out. And once I start diving deeper into, into owners and what situation works best, I will see. But send my sights high. The uh, draft podcast I do at NFL Network, all the draft coverage. Uh, Bucky Brooks, my partner, former scout. Here's a look at his top ten. He's got Gino, uh, who I believe you're training with down at uh, in Florida with it. Number one. There you are at uh, number seven to the Cardinals. I think they drafted a USC quarterback a few years back uh, to try to get things right. Um, how often do you think about it, you know, and, and do you look at rosters? Do you look at, I mean, you don't have to give me any specifics, but uh, I could I could see all that working out. Yeah, you, you try to figure out where you can go, what would be a good situation for, for your style and, you know, how the how the team is comprised. But I like to focus on what I can control. And I, I can't control what other, you know, what GMs and coaches are thinking, but I can't control how I prepare for this process and how I handle myself in these interviews and how I handle myself at the combine and, and all the pro day and all the workouts, the private workouts. So I'm just planning on going out there and, and being myself, really, and, and showing that, you know, maybe this year didn't go as planned. That doesn't mean I'm any less of a quarterback. Matt, not trying to trip you up or anything. I also know that uh, down at M- IMG right now you're training with Manti Teo. What's your vibe with the guy? What sort of sense do you get off of the kid? So I just got down there this week after being in Birmingham rehabbing, and I've known Manti since high school. Uh, so we're, we're good buddies, and I, I just feel bad for him over the last couple of weeks how things have turned out. But he, he's handled it very well, and, and he, he hasn't let any of the, the distraction get to him. Um, he's been training hard and, and working hard, and it's just one of those things that you never want to see happen to a guy like that. Um, but I don't think it should be a problem for his future at all. What can you say about your head coach, Lane Kiffin? I mean, obviously, we're all in L.A. We know the incoming he's taken. I've perhaps contributed to that. But, um, I mean, it's been a tough couple years. Um, where, where do you come out on, on what Lane's been able to do and I guess some of the restrictions he's had on him? Yeah, Lane, he came in at, at a difficult time yeah. with, with USC. He almost had to resurrect a program who was at such a peak and then with the sanctions that happened and, and everything else, the, the, the recruiting, all that stuff, but then scholarships were reduced. I think that kind of made an impact on how we were able to practice and everything. So he did a great, he's done a great job, no doubt, with, with getting the guys motivated. Just he's taking a lot of flack. Yeah. And, and I don't know whether that's USC, some might be him, some might be just the, the LA market. It could have been the not, jacket and the yeah. glasses on the sideline at the <laughs> side. But what was that? It might have been that. I don't you know. got high fashion sense, Matt. You could have said, come on, coach, really? I mean, <laughs> we, were, we were all bundled up. It was pretty cold down there, but yeah, I don't know. He, he tends to rock that white visor, but yeah. I would have I think I might have worn some different glasses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we want the fans. Oh, sorry, Adam. We want the fans to interact. Hashtag uh, Ask Matt at our Twitter feed at NFLcomLive. Best thing about going to school at USC. Best thing to going about school at USC. I think the the vibe that you have it's different from you know other conferences from like the SEC conference where it's football all the time and you can can't go anywhere in public without being being hounded, but. At the same time, you know, you're in L.A. and there's so much to do there, but the school spirit at USC is so tight-knit. And the USC family, you kind of hear that phrase, or the USC network that they have, it's, it's the real deal. And the people that I've been able to meet there, the alumni, uh, people I've been able to connect with that will help me in my future well after football is done, I think has been one of the most beneficial things. What about the sanctions, though? You were talking about a, a moment ago. How do you deal with that? Because it's it's not something that you guys did. You guys are paying a price yeah. for a different class years ago. How do, how do you guys deal with guy. that? Different guy. 
Yeah. One guy. Yeah, one person. It's quite just quite an unfortunate situation to step into. At the same time, it, it provided an opportunity for me and, and the seniors on the team to really step up and, and be a leader, to be that face of the program. I mean, at the time, we didn't have an athletic director, we didn't have a school president, and we had a, barely had a brand-new coach. And so it was kind of my responsibility to step up and, and be that voice that when there wasn't one. So definitely learned a lot through that whole process, and I'm not going to blame or point fingers at anyone, I'm, and I still think Reggie Bush is one of the greatest players to ever play college football. It was a noble did. choice you made to stick around and play through the troubles there at USC. Also, a smart sartorial choice you made with the number seven, the great, the, the, to me, the best number you can wear as a QB or any other position, really, in sports. Who's the best number seven? Who did you, why did you choose that number? I, well, the number, I was number five in high school, so when I got to USC, five was, was, was not going to be taken. I think that was yeah, taken by somebody and, uh, who just came up. Yeah. So the, exactly. the really only great skill number left was one and seven. And one is, is not really my style of yeah. number or anything. So chose seven. I've always loved the number seven. Um, I had a picture of John Elway up in, in my – or a poster in, in my room growing up and always, always loved that. Uh, so it kind of fits fits the quarterback. So hope I'll be able to keep it next year. Who is your team? You're in Orange County, so you came up. Who? We don't have a team to root for. So who was your squad? The Avengers. Yeah. Tom Marinovich won number seven for the Avengers. For that XFL team in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Extreme. Tom um, I saw you say in an interview, the L.A. media, you know, helped you get ready. Uh, they were never hard on you, man. I, mean, oh, I, was come trying, on. I was trying to think like the last <laughs> Look who's time. Talking. The <laughs> <laughs> Did you really think they came after you a little bit? I mean, over your four-year career, give me like percentage that you felt like the media came after you. I definitely think I've experienced more than the average college quarterback. <laughs> Without a doubt. Well, that was Mel Kuyper's fault. You know? That too. And right? Maybe a little bit with, with Petros and money. You know, they, oh, they, look at this. Many, but, look at this. Um, but I, it, it's, been, it's been an unbelievable experience. I mean, after practice every day, you, you got the media there. You have to handle all the, all the photo shoots, all the, all the interviews, the, the, the deep interviews that, that are always, you know, they're always asking you to do something. And so, um, and USC is kind of on a pedestal already with, with how to handle everything. So I've kind of learned, made some mistakes along the way, but, but learned how to handle myself and, and be that, that face of a program. What do we think? Should we have them spin the wheel? I have, You're actually here with Pizza Hut. So yeah. Best pizza topping. That kind of looks like a pizza. It does. It does in a way, yeah. Exactly. exactly. You got the pies oh, you're here. already getting good at the uh, at being a show for me. No, listen, pizza, best topping. My go-to is sausage, Italian sausage with black olives. Ooh, it's unique. Okay. It's unique, but trust me, yeah. it's, it's the perfect touch. What are you doing with Pizza Hut? It's a, it's a pretty creative campaign, actually. Okay. What they did before leading up to the Super Bowl was a hut-hut-hut campaign, kind of going on the fact uh, that every time a cadence is snapped, they're getting a little promo. Right. So right. during the game now, uh, if, if one of the quarterbacks says hut during, during, during the game, they're giving out free pizza samples of their new uh, kind of top secret still, their new pizza innovation uh, next Tuesday. So inevitably it's going to happen. You're going to hear it. It's going to okay. say hut, 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 whatever it is. And uh, America is going to get free pizza next Tuesday. All so. right. Have you tried it? You've, you've, you've sampled this secret uh, weapon I, I in the world not, pizza. I have not, from what I hear. They don't trust you, Barkley. I know. The number seven. It's not it's part of my diet. Right? I'm preparing for the combine. Right? I'm on a strict <laughs> regimen. There you go. Uh, how about Wheel of Stupid Questions? You all right Wheel with that? Wheel of Stupid Questions. Yes. Not oh, that any boy. of these haven't been stupid up to this point, but here we go. Good luck. I heard Clay's question, so yep. I don't know if I should be Oh, I hope you don't get the same one. Yes. 
Of course you do. It is. Now we can't give it to him. Yeah, let's go another one. Let's go celebrity. You don't want to be photographed coming out of the club. Here we go. We don't click one over. Wild card. Wild card. All right. It's up to you, Rank. Which team do you hate the most? Servite or the school in Rancho Santa Margarita? So these are my high school teams. High school rivals in Orange County. And I would definitely say Servite. Servite Servite is a rivalry that goes back years. We hadn't lost for 22 years, I think it was. I never lost to them. Um, They produced great players. Matt Khalil, you know, the number one tackle just recently last year. A lot of great linebackers, but... Last year, I think we lost to him, and it was not oh, pretty. Yeah. So Same question. Though, always... Oregon, Stanford, UCLA. Oh, UCLA. Oregon, Stanford, Stanford, I think. Uh, this has been more recent, yeah. but those are, those are all great rivalries. Yeah. You know, it's kind of UCLA and Notre Dame are the historic ones. Right. I left off the Irish. How dare yeah. I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but just quickly, <laughs> we, we got to let you go, but Irish versus UCLA. They're two completely different rivalries, but you ask USC players, and really it's kind of half and half. Yeah, well, the tradition, you know, with Trojans growing up, it's always been Notre Dame just because of the games, how long they've been played. They've always made an effort to play each other, you know, cross-sectional rivalry. But, you know, with the new generation of kids kind of coming up, they don't really realize the significance of that game. So most of them will end up saying UCLA just because it's right across town and there's that whole big rivalry. And, um, you know, two games in 12 years is is not too bad. But, uh, you know, hopefully we'll we'll get them next year. Well, you know, we do want to mention, because you got to go, just the the great work you do for the people out there going to Haiti, going to Africa, helping those that are less fortunate. Uh, Really one of the good guys, uh, Matt Barkley. We we appreciate you taking the time. And just uh, we'll get you to fill out the celebrity pick there, Ravens or Niners? Ravens or Niners? Can I go with my Avengers again? Yeah, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> with my, with my it's team. time to rise and stand the with the Avengers. I've got one of our, uh, our coaches, um, Johnny Morton, who coached me my freshman, sophomore year receiver. He's actually a receiver coach with uh, with the 49ers now, and he's told me a bunch about Moss and all those guys that he's been able to work with. So it's kind of been fun to, to follow them, but it's kind of a toss-up. I don't know. Both teams are on fire right now. So yeah, That's a guy that still we'll has yet to be drafted. Wait, so Johnny gonna, Morton is one of his root? coaches. We're old, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> not the receiver, not the receiver. Oh, not the receiver. Yeah. He's yeah. running for a Harbaugh-led squad with Jim Harbaugh. I respect him a lot. I really there do. So, Matt, but, uh, yeah. Thank you. And we'll be watching on Tuesday for uh, for Pizza Hut. Thank you, guys. You listen to I like that Matt Barkley, and we stood next to him side by side, and I think he is 6'2". Yes, you know, I thought I, I expected him to look him eye to eye, but he actually was a little bit taller than I expected. Absolutely. Um, next up, let's get to a guy now. This is a tall man. This is a mountain of a man. He's, I, I think he's the most striking figure in the league right now. Six foot five, handsome devil, maybe the NFL's most handsome player currently from the Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton. And now here live, NFL.com live at Super Bowl 47, presented by Bridgestone, the Heisman Trophy winner, national champion. I hear occasionally the phone rings in his house, and he'll pick it up. War Eagle. Uh, War I think, Eagle, I think man. it might slip out from time yes, to time. Sir. The number one uh, overall pick and uh, some pretty sweet kicks from Under Armour. Cam Newton joins us. How are you, Cam? I'm great. I'm great. Did Thank you ever you. answer the phone, War Eagle? Um, recently I have, you know, with me being back in school, you know, uh, you know, it's just an honor to be back and, uh, you know, trying to go for to get my uh, sociology degree. What goes on with that? Why are you allowed to have two mascots, war eagles and tigers? That one's always mystified. <laughs> See, listen, it's a war chant. You know, I think the mascot, the most, um, the tigers have the most mascots in, in, in NCAA. Right. You know, you got Clemson, you got LSU. So, when we play those guys, everybody can't just keep saying, yeah, go Tigers. Tigers. Yeah. So our war chant has to be War Eagle. 
I got you. I got you. That doesn't make a little sense. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> now, then I have to t- talk to you after to tell you about how the war ego got involved. Oh, no, we got time. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> We're listening. Get some pens. We'll take notes. What about, you know, sophomore year? Um, you end up putting up dynamite numbers, having a great second half of the year. Right. And the story really, though, was the rookie QBs. Of course, the year before that, you were the story. Do you feel a little bit? Is there some, I mean, you got to have some sort of an ego. Are you a little bit like, hey, everybody forgot about the, the guy who made this all okay to draft these guys in the first no, it's round? All right. If anything, it's giving me some fuel to work out with, you know. Uh, but I just understand that's the, that's the nature of the beast. You know, you got to stay relevant. You got to keep, you know, uh, progressing in in, 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 a, in a transcending way, you know. Uh, so you know you can't decline in, in talent and expect for you to, you know, to have all the talking points or be the focal point of all the talking. So uh, you know, for me, it, it's not something that I wear on my sleeve. If anything, I, I think I need to get better myself. Focus on uh, you know being more consistent, and uh, you know we'll see where that gets me. Were you following any of the rookies? Were you kind of keeping tabs on them? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I was following Andrew Luck, you know, RG3, uh, all of them, Russell Seeing Wilson. what records they were going to break, Elon? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I really was. I'm looking at it. He's broke it. How much, you know, so much was made about whether or not you could make the transition into a pro-style offense. We saw Rob Chazinski, you know, right. really do a great job with that yeah, offense and, and Ron Rivera and how they decided to use you. How much of it did you use? How much of it was read option? How much of it was pro-set? Because we always hear it's not as much as you think. I think it was... It With me coming into the league, it was kind of a tender topic. You know, are we going to let him, you know, do the same things that he did at Auburn that he's comfortable with? Uh, But I think the great, the great thing that Coach Jasinski did was, uh, you know, allow me to to do it with spurts. You know, he didn't put a lot on it. You know, uh, in our offensive scheme, you know, he just gradually you know, kept putting a little bit of it in at a time because he was getting comfortable with it as well. So, you know, uh, especially with the success that, you know, guys like Colin Kaepernick and RG3 are having, I think more people are going to, you know, look to try to draft that type of caliber player that possessed that type of form of, of running as well as throwing. What do you think about uh, as the Panthers now get ready for the draft going into 2013? Adam Rank and I over there talk uh, a fair amount to your pal Steve Smith uh, on our show. Right. And we talk about the need to give you and Steve some more weapons out there to work with. Is that what uh, the Panthers need to get over the hump and get into the well, postseason? I feel, I feel very safe right now as far as, you know, I think the, the management part of, of, of the organization is going to are going to do a great job, you know, with the new hiring of our GM, a great position move with, uh, with Coach Shula being offensive coordinator. And it's going to be fun to be a part of. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating great things for the future for us and, uh, you know, starting off with myself and, and, and making personal strides going into next season. I picked you guys to make the playoffs this year. Didn't come, didn't, didn't make it. Right. But do you guys feel that you're close? We are. We are, especially when you look back and as I'm going back and watching every single game from this past year, it's, 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 it's heart-wrenching when you look at the games and how close we were. And you lose a lot of games less than seven points and, and, and just the, the little things that we could have did better. And I think uh, going into next season, that's what we're going to have to focus on. Tell us about the shoes. These are new, huh? They're yeah, so was, light. We were uh, just marveling this is at how light they are. Yeah, I was telling Rich, I was like, look, when you do your Ford this year, you're going to have to oh, wear you go. some Cami oh, Cams. Yeah. 
and uh, put those on your feet. Still not going to help them, Cam. It's not. It's nah, not. still not. not nothing you can. <laughs> nothing you can do there. I, you know, I got to ask you when, and I'm just going to keep shaking this to give it the plug it deserves because it's so light. When you showed up at Blinn JC, was it like Michael Jordan rolling into the Birmingham Black Barons for minor league baseball? Oh my I God! Because you were Blinn everybody knew College. about you, a highest recruited JC player. What was it like at Blinn? It was the most humbling experience I've ever had in my life. But at the same time, you know, I just, I think it was more harder for me coming from Florida where the perks of a player, a, a scholarship player was so high. You get all the gear, Gatorade, water, towels, you know, fresh this, fresh that. And for me to go down to nothing, <laughs> yeah. it, it hit me hard. And uh, But even though it wasn't about that, I think it was my rehabilitation to football. Because that's why I learned the joy of just loving the game in itself. And, and, and I got back to the basics of having football, having fun playing football. And that's what it's all about. We need a prediction. Come on, you're going to give us one? Who wins the Super Bowl? What's the score? Get up on our celebrity picks board over there. Uh, I'm a big Colin Kaepernick fan. But unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, well, he will have a great game. But I think it is the year of the Ravens. And when I say Ravens, I'm, I'm, I'm putting the Y after the A, you know. Because Ray Lewis, I, 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 I talk about him as if he's a football guy, which, he, you know, he's done so much for this game and revolutionized it. And I think it's his year. And uh, he rightfully so, he deserves it. Every single thing that he gets, you know, Ed Reed and those guys and that bunch. You know, so many people that's, that's, that's changed the game on that team. Uh, I think they're going to go out the right way. You may want to call those folks at Under Armour. Tell them to make some giant R-A-Y Ravens. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a good marketing nice. idea yeah, right I like there. It. I like that. And, get, yeah. and get some thermal just in case you wind <laughs> up in New York City in about a year from now. Zero hoping, degrees up there. I'm hoping, man. Uh, new shoes available. Cam Newton's Under yes, Armour, right? Yes, sir. All right, there we go. Cam, we appreciate it. Congratulations on all your early success. Good luck on your uh, future endeavors. Thank you so much. Dave, damn a shit. <laughs> I like that Cam Newton rank because I find him to have a certain polish to him that the youngsters who we talked with earlier in the show, Geno Smith and Matt Barkley, would do well to imitate both together kids. But this Cam Newton seems to have it down. He seems to understand that he's a brand, and people may not like that and get cynical about that. But I think uh, that team, I think you were a year off. You said they were going to win the division. I don't know that they win the NFC South next year, but I do think that they – finally get into the playoffs in his third season all right next up a guy who's in the playoffs every year and a guy who like I said earlier remembered being on the podcast and remembered that we love AJ Hawk his fellow linebacker on the Packers we love him even more than we love Clay and Clay's a nice fellow himself handsome devil linebacker extraordinaire Clay Matthews all right, it is NFL.com live at the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 47 presented by Bridgestone and straight out of the 805. Go Chargers, I think. 818 is Chargers. 805, I'm right on the border of it. So okay. I'm going to let that slide. All right, right all right. Now, straight out of the 818. Uh, then to USC where he was a walk-on. Killed it. Got in at the uh, defensive position there the final year. And, of course, first-round pick, two-time Pro Bowler, a defensive player of the year. And some say... The most handsome man in the NFL. And top, it might be top that. Top 10. Might be the top 10. Top 10. I'd say probably most handsome, right? Thank you. See, yeah, I, I was no, kind no, of no. A, a slight right there, but I appreciate that. <laughs> Just in case that, you were uncomfortable. I go, I'm going to go. I mean, you're not bad looking. Don't okay. get me wrong. You're a handsome devil, Thank but I'm you. going Brady. He's a good looking guy. He's probably better, though, right? Better than me? Yeah. Probably. Quarterback, too. So Cam you gotta, Newton's a handsome devil, too. Right. 
Again, quarterback, though. I think you're. Now, I think let's, you're go yeah, let's go to defenders. Let's separate this. Defenders. Mm. Who is, I mean, who's even on that list? Yeah, Justin Smith's got that stupid tattoo. No, that no, knocks him out please, right away. please. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's anybody on either great the Rangers or 49ers. Great player. We can't, we can't, yeah, yeah, can't that. discount him there. Well, he looks so good because of that close shade. You know, maybe you oh. can take a little lesson there. Damn it, Jack. setting me up. <laughs> I like this. How about this is where the plug is. It is the Claymaker, Clay Matthews. What's happening, Clay? Not a whole lot. Just here having some fun. Obviously. Obviously going to be teaming up with CBS to do the pregame uh, show for the Super Bowl, which is a huge opportunity. Looking forward to that and making my rounds today. There we go. And you're doing it with Gillette. Yeah, that's nice correct. clean close shave. Yes. Uh, I noticed it's not really a clean close shave. You're, you're going to call me out right now. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty you, close right now. I mean, I, I've been here for quite some time this morning. Maybe, you know, it's the. It's like the 7 o'clock shadow right now. There we but, go. No, I, I teamed up with Gillette last year, and, and obviously it's the official razor of Super Bowl 47. We're doing a, a bunch of great things like the Facebook No Debate program that we've been doing. Also, there's a kissing booth. Um, it's going to be in the French Quarter hey, as far well, as... Where, give me the address. Yeah, well, I need to figure that one out too. But it's determined uh, couples will come together and determine if they like a, a man with, uh, you know, scruff or if they like a, a clean-shaven man. There we go. So, uh, clean and then man. we'll have the results. But we've been doing a gr bunch of great stuff, a bunch of uh, a charity endeavors. So I'm, I'm I'm really enjoying it. So wait, are you in the kissing booth? Is this an awkward thing? Like, what, who knows no, what's going to what, roll I'm up on, on Bourbon Street? Booth. It just, well, you know what? I would actually like to see the women who are coming beforehand, yeah. and then I will determine. There you go. There you go. You're Janet. like, yes, yeah. I will kiss her. Yes. Wouldn't be, you know who else might be nice in there? Miles Austin with those baby blues We're still thinking him. about this right <laughs> now. They're pretty dreamy. I, you know, I was going to say Chris Long, Howie's kid. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a, a nice I, looking I guess, guy. I guess he's all right. All right, listen. Clay, we can yap about Colin Matthews, like uh, Colin Kaepernick <laughs> chasing him around and everything in just a minute here. But it's clear to me and to anyone who watches TV, you've got some acting chops. That's in your future, right? Are you are you more a Bosworth or a Howie Long? Who's who's uh, the one you've patterned your you know style what? I after? said I'd love to be the next Howie Long broken arrow, too. I can see myself now getting kicked out of a train, dying in it, just really <laughs> climactic. Uh, people didn't like that, though, so uh, I don't know. You know, a product of Hollywood, obviously. To live in LA, but right. uh, I'm just having some fun with these commercials. Uh, maybe Fred Matuzak and Goonies. Johnny Matuzak, yeah. yeah. Johnny Matuzak. There we go. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you're right. No, I've had, some, I've definitely had some uh, opportunities to do some of these commercials and have fun and show off uh, another side rather than just playing with football. And it's a, it's, it's a fun uh, industry to be a part of. Yeah, I've seen your work with Wes Welker and Demarcus you're Ware. Right, you're yes, right. Excellent yes. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. All right, Clay. So these uh, two teams, they are, I guess, known for their defenses. Although Baltimore not as stout as they have been in years past. What do you see when, when you look at those two defenses? Exactly that. Two physical teams who obviously have every right to be here where they are. And just um, amazing athletes up and down the board on both sides. Obviously, you know, playing against the 49ers, was able to see um, their offense firsthand. Three of their five offensive linemen, first-round picks. Kaepernick's been playing outstanding. A great running game. Receiver, tight end. You can go down the line, and their defense is full of all pros, pro bowlers. And very similar to, uh, you know, how the Ravens are playing right now. Uh, Flacco's been playing very well. Ray Rice. So I, I expect this game to be very, uh, very close. Close, very physical, especially, you know, even more so having the two brothers coach against each other. How much can it really make a difference? The whole story for the last month, at least, has been Ray Lewis and the effect he has. And, you know, the teammates are inspired by Ray and for him and to get him to get a Lombardi on his way out the door. But you play for Mike McCarthy, and, and he couldn't be more low-key. You guys all seem like a bunch of good 
down-to-earth kind right. of guys and right. with the pack. How much does that matter? Is Ray Lewis's histrionics make a difference in the before the Super Bowl? You, you know, won one two years you ago. You know, I, I absolutely think it, it did help them uh, in that wild-card game, which he comes out. You know, it's fresh in their mind. They want to send him out the right way, especially playing at home. But I think now... Um, being the three AFC championships, finally winning, getting to where they want, and now putting an emphasis back on Ray Lewis, I definitely think it does help me out in that regards. Now, not everyone's playing for Ray Lewis in, in, in a manner, but at the same time, he has that type of uh, presence where when you see him, you listen to him, and you understand what he's saying. You want to relate with him, so you never want to let your dad. It's like letting your, you know, when your dad says, "Yo, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed." You <laughs> never want to have that. So I think, I think in that regards, uh, they really want to send him out the right way. You know, Clay, you, you look at, you guys win the Super Bowl as, I think you were a sixth seed, right? You were the, the correct, last yes. team in. Now you have the Ravens. They almost don't get in. They don't get the home field, or they get the home field for the first round. What about momentum? Is there such thing as momentum? Because it certainly doesn't appear to be when you look at a team like the Ravens sitting here. Yeah, I mean, you look at a team like the 49ers who had that bye week off and, and came out, played fantastic against stuff, and has been rolling all the way through. But you look at us going back to 2011, 15-1 record where we lost to the Giants. Right. So uh, a lot can be made both ways. I think it, it, momentum is more so on offense than it is on defense but ultimately it's who's playing the best towards the end of the season peaking and I don't know if you want to call that momentum but who has developed the most and, and both teams made some uh, you know controversial changes with the yeah. uh, 49ers and their quarterback and, and the Ravens and their offensive coordinator but it, it's ultimately paid off and they, they've been playing the best so they have every right to be in this game. Wait where is your Super Bowl ring? Isn't this the week you're supposed to wear it? Is that I thought it was taboo I thought you don't do that I actually brought it out because it had been uh, such a long time and looked at it put it on my shelf for the playoffs but uh, that only got us one win and then we lost so I, I put it back away okay. it's going to collect a, a little dust until next year but it does look good a lot of diamonds hope to get some more in the future. I've said it before I'll say it again to you I didn't dig the way you knocked that ball loose from Richard Mendenhall swinging the game yeah, a couple of years that. ago. We've talked about it. You've been holding you know on to this for quite some time. It's right? water under the bridge. I was a good enough guy, though, by the way. I don't know if you remember. On this very set a year ago in Indianapolis, I showed you the swim move, and I, I don't mind telling you, you played That's, a lot better. I saw I you employed. That was really good. Yeah, so I well, felt, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I feel I'm, good to I'm help. I'm sorry to hear about your Steelers' rough year this year. Yeah, but, it was bad. Uh, they've, got, they've got some good players over there. They'll be back. And... Uh, the swim move. I'll keep it up because it seems to be working a lot in this. You well, know, it worked in Pee Wee, and now it's going to work in the professional <laughs> ranks too. Well, but since you made that hit in that great year, you've really you're rubbing elbows with all sorts of celebrities. You're out to dinner last night with Jeremy Piven, Hollywood elite. Who's the best name you have in your cell phone? Oh goodness, um, I'm not that type of guy. Probably yours. Do I even have your number? On my I don't cell know, phone? but I do know you have my main man, AJ Hawk. Yeah, AJ, uh, the, you're a huge fan of AJ. So I we'll love just go, him. Yeah. He's the, well, he actually the uh, just had a second kid, so you need yeah. to you need to uh, call him up and congratulate him on that. But uh, I don't know. You're right. I do get afforded some some great opportunities, especially being from LA and having such a successful team that we've had. That it's pretty fun, but. Um, you're spying into my private life is, is really worrying me right now, so I'm going to have to uh, you know what, keep Clay, the antennas we'll, up. Uh, we'll take a question then from a fan. That, uh, you can always uh, ask our guest questions using our Twitter feed, at NFLComLive. Hashtag here, ask Clay, do you really have all those fatheads of yourself all over your house, like in the commercials? If so, comma awesome. <laughs> um, I actually do not have any fat heads up in my house uh, of myself, but I did, in fact, order one of my father and surprised him, put it up in his office, and it's right <laughs> above him. That's he great. finds it absolutely ridiculous, but won't take it down. I think it's awesome. He's That's all jacked. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think he's pretty pumped. Maybe a half that, clay, half centaur. You know, I heard those are very popular. Those lines, but yeah, I don't have any of, of myself up, but I do have some bobbleheads, little, right. you know, 
cool toys to have to show your kids in the future. How about uh, how about a wheel of stupid questions oh, entry yes, here? You all right with that? You want to give it a little spin? Sure, there? sure, yeah. Oh, I love. I feel like they're. I love the weight. Here we go. Right. One dollar. There we go. Okay. Clay Matthews, name a celebrity who. Oh yeah, yeah. So TMZ's camped outside of a club. Oh, yeah. You're not with the celebrity. You yeah. Like, yeah. There's no relationship here. You just happen to be walking out together. They snap the photo and it goes up online, and everyone's like, "What? Clay Matthews with? Who don't you want to be with? Who don't I want to be yeah. with? Who do you not want to be photographed with? Goodness. Well, leaving a club. Let's, let's make this a female to make it interesting. Probably a train wreck. Uh, who's uh, who's been a train wreck in the media lately? Hmm. <laughs> Let's see. What about some other submissions we've got so far? Snooki. Yeah. Uh, she's had a child, though. I mean, she's, yeah, that's you know, true. She's you don't want to go after the moms. Yeah, you don't want to go after that. I love that you know that Snooki just had a kid. Maybe Manti Teo's girlfriend. Yeah, Lene Kakua. There you uh, go. We've been snapped quite a few times leaving the club, as a matter of fact. But, yeah, why don't we go with that one? It seems right. like a pretty good answer right there. Hey, uh, before we let you run, let's get a prediction for Sunday's game. Um... Well, I, I think if Baltimore's able to create some turnovers, I know they're giving up roughly 400 yards a game in the playoffs, but still coming out victories. I think if they're able to create some uh, turnovers on the defensive end, they'll take this game, and, and especially as we talked about with Ray Lewis playing in his final um, you know, finale as a game. I, I, I like the Ravens, but the 49ers are definitely going to score their points. I do think it'll be a very close game. And again, the, uh, the voting for Gillette there. Absolutely. Had to do my little uh, plug here, but Gillette Fusion Pro Glide Razor, official Razor Super Bowl 47. Everything we've been doing is very philanthropic, uh, doing some amazing things. So, um, you know, really enjoy it. Check them out. We're doing some amazing things. Philanthropist, actor, handsome devil, and uh, defensive player. When they remake Stone Cold, this is going to be it. the star of it. <laughs> Thank you, Clay. We Thank appreciate you very it. Much. Oh, and listen to There goes Clay. I like that he appreciates my the the swim move I taught him that's what it's about you always got to get better that's what it's about in football when I was in the league I always thought I got to work on what's my weakness and I would work on it through the summer and I'd come back I'd be ready in training camp I'd be that much better and I feel like that's exactly what Clay's doing now and I feel you know what it feels good to have helped him you know absolutely it's like Magic Johnson used to do the same thing right. always pick something from his arsenal to add to it so, from the flaxen-haired ponytail of Clay, his teammate on the other side of the ball, the pitch man for Old Spice, and he smelled nice, too, Greg Jennings. It is live at Super Bowl 47 here on NFL.com Live, presented by Bridgestone. Remember, you can join this very conversation through our Twitter feed at NFL.com Live. How about hashtag Ask Greg Jennings? He is our guest, the two-time Pro Bowler straight out of Kalamazoo. Oh, did you put it on the Mac back in the day? I mean, just put it on the Mac. To hell with the Chippewas. It was all about yeah. the Broncos. The Greg Jennings there we go. was in Western Michigan. Uh, how are you? I'm doing great. Let me just say, I love the socks. I have to oh, yeah. say that oh, because that. I'm that. a sock connoisseur myself. Uh, I'm loving this. There we go. Try too hard, um, Jennings. Look at this. See, that's nice yeah, and understated. Yeah, that doesn't even that. go with Thank what you. you're Thank wearing. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Greg, I and that is a high, uh, not just a stylish man, but I, I'm getting some sort of a, a very pleasant aroma Absolutely. in my direction. So, something tells me that I believe in my smell. Okay. I'm all about the old spice. <laughs> Self-confidence. And it's... They actually, I teamed up with them this okay. off, this season uh, in their champion scent, but now they're unleashing this wild collection. So feel free. Don't look at me. To, look at Rank. <laughs> <laughs> feel free to uh, unleash your wild here. side. Okay. 
by using their uh, their wild scents. It's I want to say it's three different scents. So this is Wolf Thorn. Wolf Thorn. Yeah, Wolf Thorn. It actually smells pretty citrusy. Actually, yeah. you seem surprised there. Yeah. Here's it's a uh, pretty good. I'll be honest with you, and I don't know what it says about me as a person. The Old Spice commercials are so good that I switched to Old Spice deodorant. I swear. There we I go. Swear. I'm, I'm there dead we serious. Go. I, like I said, I don't know what it says, but it's true. I, I just got the uh, champion. I'll let you come smell me if you don't believe me. I swear to you. Well, they put in, they put out a good product. That's Absolutely, what you have to do. When you see something, you know, when you see a great commercial, like I feel it is. Compared. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We'll let a fan save us here. Uh, hashtag Ask Greg Jennings. How many weights do you lift to be strong enough to do a push-up with a jet ski and a girl on your back? A lot. Yeah. No, it was it was it was fun. Um, I get that asked that question all the time. Was that something that they computer put on a computer and just put in? I'm like, no, that was actually me physically under a jet ski with a female under the jet on top of the jet ski. What they did, they gutted the jet ski out. They uh, suspended it, took some of the weight off. But ideally, they wanted me to do a one-handed push-up. <laughs> but nuts. But the moment that the jet ski would hit my back, it's like, oh, no, this is too heavy. Right. This is too heavy. So I needed to put two hands and on. It's like a five-foot-five guy going, I just yeah. do it one-handed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no problem. Yeah, but does no. the team come out and be like, wait, you want him to do what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, there was definitely some, some hesitation mm -hmm. when it, w with that one <laughs> because it's like, yeah. uh... Man, I don't know if I should get underneath that. Is it safe? Okay, can he go underneath first? There you go. Boy, I'll there tell you, you, a fair amount of competition among the Packers. I'm just putting two and two together. You guys may have the stiffest competition in the league for great thespians <laughs> ah. in commercials. Yeah. You have the Aaron Rodgers, yep. and yep. Raji makes his appearance, yep. and we just had Clay Matthews out here a little while ago. You know, Who's the best thespian? You know what? I, I like I like Aaron's commercials. I, I would have to tip my hat to Clay. I like Clay's. I it's, like his I like his fathead one. Yeah. The yeah. one where he's like all <laughs> talking about all this fat is. And all, That's I, very that natural is, for him, right? Is. That's his personality. <laughs> Clay loves him some Clay, doesn't he? <laughs> he loves me some me. You know. <laughs> is it a competition among you guys, though? Um, it's friendly competition. It's no, it's nothing like. Uh, Hey, my commercial is better than yours or something like that. But a little that. bit. A little bit. I mean, everyone wants their commercial to be that commercial. Yeah. But, I mean, come on. I'm with those Wolfthorn. How, uh, how, how much of a free pass do you get in Green Bay from having won a Super Bowl a couple seasons ago? Man, it's, it's you get a free pass in Green Bay just for being a part of the Packers. Yeah. It's just one of those organizations where everybody adores the players that walk through that facility, um, that step foot on the field. Um, it, it just so happened we were able to come together in 2010 and do something special. And uh, now we have a, a staple that will never leave us, a legacy that we've set and left behind, uh, that we're champions. What about, um, I, I may feel like ancient history, Brett Favre, though, is going to be sitting down on game day morning in front of the Super Bowl on Sunday on NFL Network. How does that sit with you? I understand it's a business and mm -hmm. everything else, but what about Brett Favre, longtime Packer in a town like Green Bay, mm -hmm. going not just to any other team, but to one of the arch rivals? How, how did that sit with everybody in the locker room? Honestly, we didn't care. We didn't. Um, it's a business, and what you have to understand from a fan's perspective, they're going to look at it as, oh, why would he do something like that? But pride sets in, and it's like, okay, you don't want me? But our rival that we used to play collectively together and try to beat 
week in, week out. Well, that's what I'm they, getting at. They, Is they it, want, I, I could go to Arizona, but I want to go to the Absolutely. You want to kind of stick it back to it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, in that, in that situation, I could see why. But um, in my situation, being a free agent, that's n- not the case. I just want to go and or stay where yeah. I'm wanted and I can compliment the team. What uh, what surprised you more when you got to Green Bay and you made that first drive to Lambeau Field? Was it the stage and the rock band playing in front of the Catholic Church or <laughs> the kids throwing the football around with their dad pre-gaming at the funeral home across um, the street? I know, I know, right? It's the craziest <laughs> thing. It's a funeral home and it's a tailgate spot. Exactly. It's like, wait a minute. Our services like, may be going yeah, on. It's, it's like it's, it's a Baptist, it's Lutheran church and you got right. guys in the parking lot just taking them back. Exactly. I mean, it's, <laughs> no, it, it's great. I mean, getting off the plane when I first got there, I'm like driving. Head, head down looking at my phone. I'm in the neighborhood. House Billy Sue and Joe, their houses are all right there. And yeah. then boom, there's Lambeau Field. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's like, That's it, it just pops up. Like, hey, guess what I got in my backyard? That's Lambeau. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. But it's a great place to be. You mentioned you're, uh, you're a free agent. I think, what, did we just read the report? You sell your house or something like that? That made big yeah. news? My you're house, just upgrading? My what house, it? it was on the market. Okay. It, they just caught wind of it now. Okay. It's been on the mind. Uh, just, you know, they always try to read something into it. it it's all still... right. A man, uh, trust your smell and all that. Absolutely. Best smell in the world. And don't, for a minute, we know you want to say Best that. smell, Best in, smell the in the world. Whatever my wife is wearing. Uh, That's a nice <laughs> answer. That's nice. I like that answer, except, but it's incorrect. Except, except the lavender, babe. You know. Oh, wow. Now you're going after her. Look at that. You compliment her one. Yeah. You, the she, the she correct wears, answer is bacon in the pan. Bacon in the pan. <laughs> Smells delicious. You know what? My wife is on this bacon fixation. Seriously. Come on. Like, Maybe no, a good convenience. No, old like spice bacon. Or, what, what? Just bacon. Okay. It doesn't matter. She just wants the bacon for <laughs> oh. whatever reason right now. So would, would, would you say if you had to choose one breakfast meat, that bacon would be the best, the best, <laughs> best breakfast, breakfast meat. meat. I'm starting to sense that this has been a. <laughs> oh, really? A, a well, you have sausage. Of, there are other kinds of meat. What's you know, the best one in the pan in the morning? I'm a sausage guy. Okay. I'm Bud, a sausage guy. That's incorrect. Bone in <laughs> ham is the correct answer. Bone in yeah, ham? He's, no, he's trying no. to be a contrarian. He's Bone in ham? No. What about this, Greg? Who Jenny? has time? You can only thank have. You. Yes, thank you. Thank Who you. has time to prepare Perfect. a bone in ham? How about this? You can only enjoy the flesh of one beast for the rest of your life. Oh my. <laughs> Never another beast shall pass your lips but one. Which is it? Beast? I don't call chicken a beast because I'm get, I, I need chicken. chicken. Chicken's the answer. Oh, that's, that's, I need chicken. that's not even close. That's not even close. I mean, so you're going to ward off hamburgers for the rest of your life. You'll yeah, never forget have a hamburger. cheeseburger. Really? Forget a hamburger. I need chicken. You need chicken. I need I like chicken. It. Yeah. That's the first time we've heard chicken. What about ribs, though? What about, no, uh, I need what about chicken. a pork chop? Give me chicken. No more bacon. You don't get bacon Give anymore. Give me chicken. You don't the right answer is swine, everybody. <laughs> not. All right. We should probably, uh, you know, yeah, all pro receiver. We should probably ask him a little bit about the football game. You had a chance to face off against the Niners twice this this year, actually, mm-hmm. what, what do you see when you when you look at this matchup? I see a team in the Niners that uh, they rely on their front seven. Um, they're a little banged up, but they still can get it done. They still can get it done. We we saw it firsthand. They still can definitely get it done. And then they got a, on the flip side, they got a quarterback that's changed the game for them. He's a he, he's a threat in the run game, in the pass game. 
Uh, so you have to respect and honor him wherever he is, wherever he's, wherever, whatever formation you get, run, pass it. You have to, you have to honor and respect it uh, because he's a game changer. And I think that what the Ravens bring to the table, they can. They can definitely match up well against this team. And I talked about their front seven, and I didn't mention their secondary for a reason, because the secondary, if there was a weakness, it's that secondary. And I think that the Ravens have the talent and the skills at the skill position to attack and to take advantage of that secondary that the 49ers have. What's the meanest thing Aaron Rodgers has ever said to you on the field? He looks like he mean, can, it looks like he can get angry sometimes. He can get angry sometimes. He can. I mean, he, he tries to compose himself when he talks to me. He really doesn't. <laughs> he really doesn't unleash it. Like it was one time. I swear he was talking to me. He's like, "Come on, man. When you come back?" And he's making all these yeah. notions and motions, and I'm like. Wait, are you talking to me? And he's like, no, I'm talking to Jermichael. He's right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I was just checking. But, you ever yeah. ask uh, Mike McCarthy? We talked a little bit with Clay about it. The two Harbaugh brothers, plenty fiery, Newt Rockney and all those guys. Mike McCarthy seems like he's yeah. pretty He's pretty cool. Pretty huh? smooth. Yeah. He can he can flare up at you, but oh, is that right? he's pretty smooth. He's pretty he's pretty easy going. He's the same guy. Practice, game. That, that's Mike. So here it is. Uh, Wolfthorn deodorant, uh, courtesy of a man that uh, is going to be inducted and shrined in the commercial <laughs> endorsement hall of fame. No question. Oh, it seems to be working. Uh, <laughs> if you don't mind, when you're done here, Greg, we got our celebrity picks board over there. Ravens or 49ers. Fill it out. Give it an autograph. And uh, we'll see which side you land on when we come back. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it. do 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 da 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 down ba down da boom bam bam dave Greg Jennings, wonder where he winds up in the offseason. Do you think he goes back to the pack rank? What vibe did you get off of him? I got the vibe that he would be open to going back to the Packers, but if you've seen how they've operated in the past, I think they'd be pretty good with Jordy Nelson, Tex Cobb, those guys. They've got a lot of talent there. Although with Donald Driver retiring, Greg Jennings probably should be a priority for them. I don't know that he will be, actually. Between Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, are they absolutely, desperately in need of a wide receiver more than they are a defensive player? Um, they, they might not need to augment that side of the ball more. And if he does, if he is ready to go, maybe he could come over to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are sure to lose uh, Mike Wallace in the offseason. All right, next How up. How about the Dolphins? What if the Dolphins could go add Mike Wallace and Greg Jennings? That's pretty interesting. That's a good thought because the Dolphins certainly need to add a piece there. And like we said to Cam Newton, they need, to, uh, they need another piece. That would be an interesting choice. What if he could wind up uh, if Cam Newton could be given Steve Smith on one side and Greg Jennings on the other? Now we're cooking with gas if you're a Panthers fan. All right. To, uh, to one of Chicago's most famous acting sons now. You know him from Entourage and beyond. I rather enjoyed him today. How did you, how did you find Jeremy? Oh, I Kevin? liked him a lot. I've always been a big fan of his, and you'll be able to tell from this interview that I, I am a little bit of a fanboy. So. Yeah, I didn't realize that he really cared much about NFL football. I always thought that he and John Cusack were more associated with Cubs baseball, but, it, but it's clear that Cusack is the Cubs guy. Well, he'll tell you all about it. Here he is now. It's Jeremy Piven. Joining us right now, uh, L.A. via Chicago, the northern suburbs. Uh, One of 
I, I think I speak for all of us, our favorite actors, and now uh, our colleague at the NFL because right. you're working with NFL Rewind. Jeremy Pippen, how are you, Jeremy? I'm, it's glad to be a part. I'm very glad to be a part of this. And it is NFL Game Rewind. Yes. Um, I'll start with this. Uh, why not? Just go back to your, your youth and, and youth. Better place to hang out on a, on a Tuesday night at the keg or a <laughs> Wednesday night at Malibu Inn when you make your way out here. Oh, my God. Um, you know, I, I would have to say that's a tough one. I know. It's, it, it's a, it's a toss-up. <laughs> well, I'm putting it to you. You know, um, there's no better place than, than really to be in Chicago, to be honest with you, anywhere watching a Bears game. Right. That's, is that is that the number one, Bears? Or is it – I feel like you and Cusack are a vibe to the Cubs primarily. You know, you know he's more of a baseball guy, and I, I – I grew up really playing football, and and you can tell by my presence. Um, <laughs> why is that funny? Oh, you're kind of barrel-chested. Yeah, thank I you, I can sir. see that. Yes. Oh, you a linebacker? I was a linebacker. Oh, I have, I have excellent lateral movement. I have a lot of anger, um, so <laughs> sure. I, can, I can channel that. Yeah. I basically act like a frustrated linebacker. Right. That's, that's the way I am between action and cut. Um, no, uh, growing up and watching people like Walter Payton, it's funny. I'm going to name drop right now, so get ready. Please. All right, here we go. Prepare yourself. I asked Clay Matthews last night, you know, there you go. There's one. That's one. I dropped it hard. Um, Why is it that, you know, we don't have any, in my opinion, with the exception of Adrian Peterson, who is is one of the one of the greatest stories out there any anytime you have a guy operating on that level has surgery and then kicks it up a whole other notch um, is kind of astounding. And he even admitted how hard it is to tackle a guy like that. But we don't. There, there aren't, uh, with the exception of Adrian, there aren't a lot of Walter Paytons anymore. And I think one of the variables, and you guys tell me, is, is the, lineback- the linebackers that we have in the NFL now and the defensive line and how strong and quick and mobile they are. Yeah. And back in the days, because I, I grew up watching Walter and, and being in love with, with the, the game and with guys like that, he could stiff arm a linebacker and send him flying, and he looked for contact. And, you know, the, we do have Marshawn Lynch's and, and Adrian Peterson and stuff like that. But it was, in my opinion, and I've asked some running backs um, who they think is the best running back of all time. And I'm biased because I'm from Chicago. But I think it's Walter Payton. I and, concur. Hard to argue, except that there's Jim, Jim Brown. Brown. Yeah. You weren't alive to see Exactly. Not That's always my thing. You know what? No, no, no. But, okay, I wasn't, I wasn't alive when Well, then Abe, you can go Gale no, no. Sayers. I saw him on film. Wait, hold on. And, yeah. I wasn't alive when Abe Lincoln was president, so am I not allowed to say he was one of the pre- best presidents ever? Yes, you're right. There is film. He, he, <laughs> can, he can study. Also, Jim Brown was, what, 6'2", 225? Exactly. At a time when, when that was basically the size of a defensive lineman. So everything has shifted. The Will Chamberlain effect. How do you feel about, uh, philosophically as a sports fan, Bay Area football fans, you have yeah. the 49ers in there. I don't think a lot of Raiders fans are going to be rooting for the Niners to win it all. But you do hear some of that. I know around Chicago, the White Sox are doing well. Cubbies fans all of a sudden are like, yeah, hey, well, if the Cubs can't. I, I'm philosophically opposed to this. How say you? I think that you should take a moment and breathe and realize that there's enough for all of us, okay? Even though, okay, there you go. I'm, I love That's that. That's some of your <laughs> yoga background. Yes, right? I want you to travel through Asia. There you, there you and, go. Uh, I see where you're coming yeah, from. There, there, there's, you know, another man's success will never take away from your own. That is fact, okay? Um, I was unfortunately at Colin Kaepernick's, uh, out, uh, his, his bar mitzvah. <laughs> I was at his, bar, his, his coming out party, yeah. if you will. His, yeah, um, on Monday night against the Bears. 
And I didn't have a reference for the guy. And I looked at him and I was like, who is the hurdler, the six foot four <laughs> yeah. freak who can throw a fra fastball? <laughs> you know, because, yeah. uh, you know, that guy, you know, people can say, well, he's not used to the bright lights. You know, he started his first game on Monday Night Football against the Bears and just played like a veteran and has these weapons that really on that level haven't been seen in conjunction yeah. like that. So I, I'm, you know, as a fan, it's just going to be really fun to see how the Ravens deal with that. You go out to, to games, you're a fan of sports. Obviously, you're now part of the NFL family with NFL Game Rewind, and you're recognizable. I see you got the, the, the mustaches yeah. in pretty thick. You ever been at a sporting event where maybe a celebrity didn't want to be recognized and was maybe sitting courtside and maybe decided to put a fake mustache on and maybe that mustache started to come off and, and another celebrity had to alert him to the fact the mustache was coming off? Yes. Um, uh, I, that, that actually happened. And I'm, I'm having a moment because it was, it was kind of shocking. Um, it, <laughs> It was at a Laker game. It was at a Laker game, and I watched Neil Diamond's mustache melt uh, um, as if we were in a Peter Sellers movie. It was, very, it was completely surreal. I happened to be sitting yeah. Now I'm going to drop the name. I was sitting with Jeannie Buzz, and I was the yes. guy that leaned into you and said, hey, you, uh, you need to help your boy out over here because his mustache oh my is, is coming off. That was very surreal. It really was, wasn't yeah. it? How do you approach that? Um, excuse me, Mr. Diamond, your mustache is melting, <laughs> as, as I believed how I put it. To no, no, I just kind of went, and he went, oh, thank you, thank you. And he had a hat on. Yep. You know, he was just there, I think, with his grandson yeah, chilling and whatnot. But um, I, I have all this because I just finished uh, a, a TV series that I'm doing that I'm starring and producing called Mr. Selfridge, which um, premieres on uh, on. I don't know how many of your fans watch Masterpiece Theater on PBS. But I'm getting them all to tune in. Okay. And on March 31st, uh, it premieres. Right. It premiered in, in the U.K. to just under 10 million people in the U.K. alone. And so we kind of been picked up for a second season without it ever airing in the, in the United States, right. which is it's kind of amazing. I'm really proud. And NFL Game Rewind. Yes. Talk to us about it. Um, it. It's kind of cool because you've got this, is it called a Telestrator? Yes. Where yes. you can kind of, you know, be that Monday morning quarterback and, and draw it all up like Madden and everybody else. And then you've got the 22 different angles, which is the coach's kind of overview. Uh, you've got every game since 2009. It's just, as, as a fan, it, I, I really don't, you know, do any campaigns. And I just, when they approached me, I thought, I'm such a fan that I'd love to do it because I could, you know, it, it rings true to me. And the commercials have been great. Oh, I had fun. I had a lot of fun doing those. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Is it's going to be you? a part of the family. Yeah. Can we see I'm name dropping uh -oh. right now. Should we spin the wheel of, uh, of stupid, stupid questions? questions? What do we think? If it takes the attention off my obnoxious socks. Yes, indeed. I was going to say. Oh, point. My man is rocking. He's rocking the lime green socks. Yes. Can we get a shot of that, please? Yeah. Sherbet. Uh, I, I thought it tied in pretty good with the laces and the socks. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it didn't. No, no, no. You listen, it's a high level of difficulty, and you're pulling it off. <laughs> Thank you. And I don't know if <laughs> anyone you. gives them credit for it. I mean, you don't, clearly. Not certainly. Uh, listen, I think it tries a little too That's hard, just, yeah. you know, yes. I take great offense to that. You know, I, it, it just came to me when you said the angry linebacker, just going yeah. back to your early days and, and uh, your first two films. Weren't you playing the angry linebacker in Lucas? I think good. you were Spike and Lucas, yeah, right? Yeah, good memory. Excellent memory. Yeah, my... I, 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 18 years old and had just finished high school, knew I would never put the pads on again. Right. And this is, I'm going to start breaking down and crying like a grandmother at any moment. <laughs> Bear with me. Um, 
And you know, my first film role was was Lucas, and I got to put the pads on again and and relive relive it. So it was really really fun. So I got to bring those two worlds together. Right. But I've been acting since I was a kid, and and so um, it was a lot safer. Uh, and yeah, I just had slightly. A, I mean, I could have gone to a Division three school and got my head kicked in, but. Right. I decided not to do that. I think you chose wisely. <laughs> Thank you, sir. As the, uh, the Templar Knight said, <laughs> when, you, when you took the cup of a carpenter, you chose wisely. <laughs> yes, indeed. Do we do, uh, do, we do the I, real listen, stupid questions? It's always a good idea, yeah, I feel yeah, like. I Let's think so. spin it. Let's see oh, what I, happens. So I'm going to spin it. You're going to spin the wheel. Okay. And then uh, it's going to stop, and we're going to ask one of these questions on the other side of this piece of pie, paper pie. This is interesting. Oh, we're going to have to fill good because you. Good luck to you, Jeremy. Yes, you. Thank you. All right. The wheel of... Stupid questions. Least favorite state. Oh, that's brutal, isn't I know. it? It's a tough one. I can't, I, I, I. Think about the ones you'll never go to. I, you know what? I, I, it, it, I mean, that's a, that's a brutal question because, I mean, you know, it's like everyone takes we, shots at Cleveland, right. Ohio. Ohio, yeah, the Rust you know? Belt. And, um, and I had a great time. Right. Well, you're Ohio. a Midwest guy too. You I'm a Midwest those. guy. I remember going to to see LeBron play back Clicking in the day. Lawns Arena, sure, back, right? back in the day. So I think that would be my favorite, possibly least favorite state. Look at that. I told oh, money. That's Chicago that is native. Impressive. <laughs> that was pretty good. Chicago native. Chicago. I tend to bar at the Davis Street Fish Market. I love Chicago there myself. You go. There you go. If you carve Chicago out, though. Illinois might be it. If you take Chicago oh. out of the equation, that what might be. What do you mean, sir? Are you crazy? <laughs> the land of Lincoln? There. How dare you? You've never been to Gurney? Do you not know? What else Daniel Day-Lewis will come in here and headbutt you <laughs> at any moment. Let's get. Can we get one more before we, we let you go? I'll we just grab one. one. And you're too good Let's at not it. do that. Let's not do this. Oh, okay, there we go. Oh, boy. Superman or Batman? Um, that That's a, that's a good one. You know, I think... Um, I think I like the Dark Knight better, just because yeah. he's he's a little he's unpredictable. It's a lot cooler. Yeah, it's a yes. lot cooler. It's been a while since we've had, and also you know it's tough. These guys put on the cape. You don't mess with Superman's cape. It doesn't end right. well for people. Yeah. Would you uh, have you ever? I imagine you must have been approached about playing every other movie these days as a superhero picture to be a super villain or one of the heroes. You know what? I would love to do that. Um, I have um, I love I, I love training and I've I've gotten into a lot of different things and one of the things that I haven't done in my career is get really physical and I would love to do that. You could be a great Doc Ock if they with the reboot of Spider Man I could see you being a Doctor Octopus. There you go. Ooh, From your mouth to God's ears. So you guys should represent me. Let's, let's work on <laughs> doing it right now. We're let's pushing do it right it. Now. exactly. Back, back to the football here because you're doing the game rewind. When you know I've been out of Chicago for 22 years now and to some degree you lose and maybe it's because of what we do, you lose a little bit of that fandom. Have you ever gravitated to another team? Have you found yourself, because you're not, you know, in the 3-1-2 anymore, a, another squad that kind of got you going? Well, you know, Jim Harbaugh played for the Bears. Yep. And um, so I've got a, a lot of respect for that guy. I mean, anyone that could that could feel the wrath of Coach Ditka like that and oh, yeah. turn it around. And, um, and, and Dick is, you know, a, a brilliant motivator. And there were times when Harbaugh was being dressed down. And um, he, he uses all that. And as a brilliant coach, listen, um, I think that you should take out a page out of my book right now and not be so bitter about some of your rivals. I, when, <laughs> after, I watch, after I watch the 49ers, you know, put a beat down on my Bears, there's something about those guys, you know, they, they just, 
I, I think I've kind of, you know, wrapped my arms around yeah. them a little bit. They, they work really, really hard. Um, I think, you know, Patrick Willis and those guys are just absolute studs. You may not hear as much about them. Um, I love Ray Lewis, you know. There's something about him and people, you know, they feel like he's a little over the top, but there's something very authentic about that. He's embraced it, and that's who that guy is. He plays on that level. A buddy of mine trains with him, just runs on the beach with him, and he's always like, let's get this money, baby. Let's get this money. Right. And they're like, we're just going to run on the beach. <laughs> there's, there's no money to be made. We're running in the sand. And he means it. I mean, like, yeah. he gets pumped up for everything. We uh, ask our, our viewers to engage uh, through Twitter, at Live hashtag AskPiven. You think the Bears will re-sign Brian Urlacher? Uh, you know, Brian is one of these guys who is, oh, and, and well, I'm one man talking, but He's one of these guys who is a natural leader, um, was a guy that used to play safety, so he's got this ridiculous vertical and, and lateral movement, and he's so great. And, and he's got uh, gas left in the tank, and he's a real motivator for that team. So I don't know why you wouldn't keep him around. All right, I got to go fanboy for one time here. Yeah. Draws. PCU, yeah. one of my favorite roles of all okay. time. Don't be that guy. You're wearing the shirt of yes. the band you're about to see. Yes. For a fan going to the game, can they yes. wear too much gear? I feel the guy that wears the hat and the jersey, I say don't be that guy. That's too much. Uh, why not? I mean, I, I love these people that just, you know, completely commit. I love it when they even go even deeper and then suddenly put on the head-to-toe gear of the coach. And they've got the headphones on, everything, and they got the clipboard. Right. That's it's a, it's a rare. They want to hear the local broadcast. Yeah, they're, they're killing it. Listen, God, you know, God bless these people. They're they're really into the game and and um, they're passionate about it. You mentioned the the TV series that's starting March 31st. Yes. Obviously, the movie's coming out a little bit later. The Entourage yeah. movie. What else is it? So the movie's coming out, right? So yeah. Well, oddly enough, the, the movie and my show both got greenlit on the same day. Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, so. Um, they, I know that uh, Entourage, want the movie, they, they're talking about starting to shoot it in, in the spring, but I'm going to be filming the second season of Mr. Selfridge, which airs on, on Masterpiece Theater on PBS March 31st. Downton Abbey, right? Is that your lead-in? Uh, Downton Abbey has been our lead-in. It's phenomenal. And yeah, it's a, it's a great show, yeah. and I'm, I'm a fan of that show. Our show is, you know, it's a period drama like that, but my character is an American who came from Chicago, so basically helped start Marshall Fields. And okay. was the first guy to put these huge windows in the store and, and have it play out like a, like a play. And he took that energy to London, and they had never seen anything like it. He was married with a bunch of kids with four, with four beautiful children. But he also loved the nightlife and gambling and was, was a really colorful character. And, you know, I think it's the best work I've ever done in my life. Certainly, this, the, the cast raises your level because they're all, you know, stage-trained, brilliant British actors. So I feel like... I feel like a quarterback with this incredible offensive line. You know, I can bounce around in the pocket, and so they raise my game. That's great. And it's a damn shame, though. It's not Marshall Fields anymore. I know the windows are still there, but there's just something not quite the same. Well, what's, what's kind of cool is you see that exact influence over. It was voted the best store in the world last year, 100 yeah. years later. So he was doing something That's right. That's really cool. The lack cool. of Chicago Stadium is the greater loss. That was the greatest joint in sports. Oh, I yeah. don't know, Comiskey Park, the old Comiskey yeah, Park. Yeah, or as the president game. called it, Comiskey Field. Sure. Um, <laughs> so you said the 49ers, that's your pick to win the Super Bowl? Yes, I, I think ultimately, um, I think it's going to be a great game, but I think ultimately I don't know how you, you kind of stop Kaepernick um, and with those young, fresh legs deep into the fourth quarter. 
So I think it's it's going to be a close game, but right ultimately that's going to be the variable. Dave Damashek, yeah. All right, out goes Piven. In comes a guy who I think is going to be one of the great beneficiaries of the Chip Kelly regime here. I've disparaged Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin, not for not as human beings, of course, but for their deeds on the football field the last couple of years. I feel like they're a little bit overrated and they haven't taken the slings and arrows that their teammates have for the Eagles' failures. I think that this offense, though, with Chip Kelly, is destined to make at least Deshaun Jackson thrive. Let's hear from him now, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, you can take your pick of animal that he has represented, the eagle. You got the bear. Personally, I'm going jackrabbit. Long Beach Poly jackrabbit, number 10 here, uh, the great Deshaun Jackson. How are you, Deshaun? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing well. Um, you have, this is, I don't even want to, to do anything with this because I'd like you to explain it. I read the one sheet. You have a documentary coming out, and it sounds fascinating. It is. Um, actually, it's a, it's a father's inspiration. Um, you know, my, my older brother, Byron Jackson, has been filming since I've been five years old. Uh, you know, it's a, and it's a, it's a passion of a, of a father, you know, one of his kids to be able to play in the NFL and, you know, him not being able to play my dad because he, he, he lived in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and his dad always made him work at the steel mill. So, you know, my dad said he was going to have kids and push him. And, you know, my older brother Byron actually made it um, to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. He played two years with the practice squad. And, you know, I kind of was a little kid. I used to always say, well, you made it, but I'm going to make it and blow it up. So, you know, that's kind of what I used to motivate myself. But, uh, you know, it just shows away from, you know, middle school to high school to college, um, you know, all the obstacles I had to go through, the decision-makings, um, the naysayers, the doubters. I mean, it was just, you know, a big-time family inspiration, uh, you know, documentary. And, you know, now it's closed and done. Um, it's about time to come out. What do you make of, obviously, I, I'm sure you heard the news about Andy Reid moving over to Kansas City, and now you have a new coach. In that yeah. two- or three-week period, <laughs> what was going through your head? I started to say, I wonder if the Eagles now regret letting Andy Reid walk because it didn't yeah. – who knew who you're going to wind up with? All yeah. of a sudden, in comes Chip Kelly. How excited is everybody? Very excited, man. I Actually, it's, um, you know, like a, a new start, really, a fresh start. Um, you know, Coach Reid did some great things in Philadelphia's times being there. But, uh, you know, last year was just a tough season for us and uh, kind of got out of hand and you know we lost control of it but uh this year to be able to start with uh, chip kelly coming in from oregon and things he's been able to do with oregon um you know myself being the type of wide receiver i am um the anthony thomas black mama actually like my little brother so i've been talking to him so us kind of having the same playing style uh, i'm excited man uh, hopefully he could come to the nfl and change it up man and, and, and make some dynamic dual turn into something good have you been going back and watching some film of oregon or anything like that you know man uh oregon was a rival to me in college me, me going to cal uh, you know me talking to chip kelly he actually said man uh, you know i was always on the opposite side you know watching you score touchdowns and stuff so now it's um, actually a good situation because uh you know i have i am very familiar with the play style his offensive style and uh you know, I think the NFL, man, is going to be able to blow some defenses. It's going to have defensive coordinators going crazy. So I'm just excited to hopefully he's able to come in here and just throw that twist to it. You mentioned Cal. It really is one of the more fascinating college programs. You yeah. look at the number of players in the NFL that were Cal Bears. I mean, you're, you're Keenan Allen probably going to be the first wide receiver taken. You, yeah. of course, yeah. uh, wide receiver Marvin Jones did some good things. How, how do they put so many guys in the NFL, and yet you look at the Pac-12, yeah. and outside of like a two-year window there, they just haven't, you know, done the same thing, the same sort of level of success. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I just think, uh, honestly, it's the talent that, uh, you know, Cal was bringing in. Um, you know, I, I could think of so many players. Uh, you know, Marshawn is, is yeah. one of, you know, my, my favorite players. Uh, you know, me being 
you know, his roommate going to Cal together and, you know, how he turned out in the NFL and how I turned out in the NFL. But, uh, you know, it's just something about uh, you know, that program, man. It's, it's one of the programs that produces great athletes. Uh, you know, when it starts to go into Cal, um, you know, it starts toughness. Um, you know, and the competitive nature in practice, uh, you know, is what pro uh, prepared us for the games. And, you know, not only the games, prepared us for the NFL. So, uh, you know, I think, like I said, the competitive nature there is, um, you know, like no other. Have you gotten any vibes staying in the Pac-12? There's a QB from uh, Arizona who was <laughs> under center for you guys yes, sir. for a stretch there. What's the expectation? What's the buzz? What, what, what are you reading the tea leaves there? Is it going to be Nick Foles? Is, is Mike Vick still in play? Yeah, Go I mean, get somebody? It's up in the air right now, honestly. Uh, and I think Chip Kelly, is uh, he's evaluating everybody. Um, I'm, I'm even being evaluated myself. So, you know, he's looking at film. Um, you know, whoever is getting the job done, hopefully their uh, job will be secure. And uh, whoever's not, hopefully we can bring somebody in to get the job done. So uh, as far as, uh, you know, Vic and Foles, I think, you know, we have two great quarterbacks, uh, Michael Vick being a play-style quarterback that, you know, it could be good for the Oregon-style offense. And, you know, Nick Foles being a Pac-10 player, uh, I think he'll be doing good as well too. So, you know, I'm really honestly excited to see how it's going to go. Uh, you know, with OTAs coming up very soon to get back out there. Uh, you know, new offense, I'm going to have to be learning new plays and the whole nine. So, yep. you know, it's going to be a great year this year. We're going to get out to our Bridgestone fan zone. Jamie Maggio out with the fans, and we have a fan question for Deshaun Jackson. Jamie? Hey, guys. A lot of uh, Baltimore fans running around here. Um, what's your name and where are you from? Uh, Ronald from Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, and you have a question for Deshaun Jackson, who's on our set right now. Yeah, I'd like to know, how do you feel about having a new head coach this year, and how do you think the season's going to be? Well, um, having a new coach. can you hear me? Oh, yeah. You can yeah, hear me? He's got you. Well, I, I feel good about having a new curse. And uh, I think he's going to be able to come in and, and start something good to our offense, uh, you know, throw a lot of defensive coordinators off uh, with the new style of, you know, playing a, you know, a new style of offense. So, uh, you know, I'm just ready to get into it and, and get it going. But, uh, you know, myself, I'm, I'm looking for sky's the limit. Hopefully I could touch the ball about 15, 20 times a game and, you know, about three, four, five, six touchdowns. That's it. I'm looking for all that. That's all you're looking forward to. Have you exactly. talked to your teammates? There was a lot made about uh, Shady McCoy's tweet. Yeah. And, you know, there wasn't really any, hey, great, I'm excited for Chip. Just kind of said, okay, Chip Kelly's here. I mean, because we as fans always talk about, why are we seeing more Shady McCoy running around out there? He's so talented. Yeah. What, what do the rest of the guys think of Chip? Well, uh, I think it was a, a time of period where it was a lot of uncertainty. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think, um, you know, as far as, you know, Jeff Laurie, uh, you know, Howie Roseman, um, what they did, you know, kind of behind doors and, and keeping us in contact with as far as with coach. Uh, they really didn't have no idea who they was going to pick. Uh, and through the process, it was kind of hard for us players to kind of really know who was going to be our coach. So, like I said, with a lot of uncertainty, uh, people didn't really know who was going to be our coach. So it was just like it just happened out of nowhere. So, I mean, you know, people's going to have their own opinion. Um, you know, McCoy, he's a, a Big East guy. He's from Pittsburgh. So he he's not familiar with, uh, you know, Oregon coach. So he yeah. probably feel biased. He probably's like, oh, well, I'm okay. not into that player offense. So, I like it. you know, it's just a different philosophy. And, you know, myself, I'm kind of familiar with it a little more. So, you know, uh, like I told McCoy, man, um, he asked me, man, you like that? You, you cool with that? I'm like, man, I, I'm excited, bro. And, you know, he's just going to have to win it over. There's going to be a lot of players that, you know, Chip Kelly's going to have to go in that locker room and, you know, just get a lot of respect for them players. And I think it's going to come with time because, uh, you know, he's come from college and, you know, college is totally different from the NFL. You're dealing with grown men now. But do you feel like you have to be the spokesman for the West Coast style of play or a team or a guy coming from the West Coast? Who is that? Who are you? Are you the unofficial spokesman for West Coast football? Like, no, yeah. firing. I'd be like firing off deep 
DVDs. Like, no, watch these guys play. This is an offense you exactly. want to be in. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would have to be the spokesman for it because, uh, like I said, I'm actually a firm believer of what he's done um, in Oregon. Um, you know, it's not easy, and he's, you know, installed something in Oregon. Like, Oregon wasn't always – number two in the nation you know they just really got to that position it is all off of you know chip kelly and what he's installed in that team so you know i'm a firm believer that he's able to come to the nfl and you know start something different it's, it's not going to be easy it's going to be a tough task but I, i'm definitely a believer that he's able to do it did you see uh silver linings playbook i actually hey. didn't see it yet but i saw <laughs> previews I've been hearing a lot about it you're all over it I, I've heard um, you know I've been itching to go see it but I have yeah. just been very busy but uh you know hopefully uh, I'm able to go see it um I actually met Bradley Cooper um, Rob De Niro and things like that so man right. I, I'm very blessed to be able to you know have that movie almost be all about me <laughs> <laughs> money mentioned at the top a lot of mascots over the years for you answer me this 32 mascots around the NFL who would win if they all got into a fight uh, I don't mean I'm, the people wear, wearing the silly outfits. I mean the mascot. How would an eagle do against a falcon? I, I think, uh, yeah, the eagle going to kill, kill them all. He'll, <laughs> he'll would kill, kill a bear? He'll, he'll, he'll kill a jet? He'll kill them all. Kill a jet? Uh, <laughs> a 49er? Uh, they got a pickaxe. 49er, a Baltimore Raven? I mean, no, yeah, the hey. correct answer is Titan because it's a god, which means he's uh, immortal, plus he can, like, throw lightning. But I don't – like you said, you can't really worry about what they have on inside of them. And I think the guy in Philadelphia, he's in them streets a little more. Can we get a pick from you? For Ra- sure. Ravens, Niners? Baltimore Ravens. I'm going with Ray Ray, man. Big Ray Ray, bro. I want to see Ray Lewis go out on top, man. So my salute to Ray Lewis. Uh, we beat them this year, too, so yep. they're in the Super Bowl. So, I, I, you know, I'm kind of biased to that. But, you know, they, I right. want to go for them. Um, so what's what's the story with the movie? When can we see it? How can we see it? It, it was supposed to be coming out the end of February, but I, I think it's been pushed back, uh, you know, a little bit more promotional behind it, marketing a little bit more. So, uh, you know, it, it'll be out soon. Everybody's going to get the links. They're going to be able to see it. I'm going to be marketing. Everybody will be able to see it real soon. Right. And I feel, you know, we're out of time. I feel bad I didn't bring it up, but I'll just direct people if they haven't seen it yet. The uh, YouTube video of what you did for that young man yes, in sir. Philadelphia that was being bullied. I mean, really is one of the more emotional things I've ever seen. I a professional MP2. I mean, it really was impressive. Yes, Thank you, man. Um, congratulations on all your success. I've been sure. Good luck with Chip Kelly yes, and those know, Oregon man. Ducks there. Win them all, all over. Jeez, <laughs> we will. We're going to do it. Boy, oh boy, Deshaun Jackson, a little fella. Really? I mean, what? A small guy. I'm not really, I mean, strikingly small. I mean, there's Maurice Jones Drew, but when you see him, obviously you say, well, you still are, un- you're so abnormally thick and, and stocky. Not so of Deshaun Jackson. He, I-, I would say he's Mr. Fancy Pants, Mark Sessler sized. Oh, stop it. He's a little bit bigger than, have you never, so you'd never met him before. I'd never met him before. I would wonder, I'm trying to remember back to the first time I saw him if I was taken back, because he's not tall. He is, okay, I see your point. Did you notice, by the way, the, the, he had a lot of jewels on and a lot of tats, but he had a lot of jewels around his wrists and his, around his neck, and the big one, a giant diamond-studded, Open heart? No, it it wasn't. It wasn't the uh, what's her name? The uh, the uh, Mrs. Anne Bancroft? No, not uh, Anne Bancroft. Jane. <laughs> Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour. Right. What was her name? Doctor. Me- 
Dr. Quinn Medicine Room. Dr. Woman. Quinn Medicine Woman. Interesting piece of trivia for everybody out there. I learned that, uh, do you know, in the later days of Johnny Cash and his wife, June, they were best of friends with them. They were, they were very close friends with Jane Seymour and her husband, who is somebody famous. She's, he's the brother of somebody more famous. Sean Connery. No, it doesn't matter. But I think it's funny that Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman and Jane Seymour, uh, Jane Seymour and Johnny Cash got to be close friends. And they got to be close friends because Johnny Cash was a huge Dr. Quinn Medicine. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely right. Loved that show, and they, they hooked up as a result of that. And the four of them, I guess, were fast friends. Isn't let's, that weird? Let's start a rumor that Johnny Cash, the open heart that she's created, is inspired by Johnny Cash. Well, back to the jewelry that Deshaun Jackson was wearing. It was a big diamond-shaped portrait. It was a big diamond portrait of Jesus. I thought that was an interesting choice. The beard was in bronzy jewels, and the, and the, and the, and the flesh was in uh, diamond color. Do you get that at the swap meet? I don't know where you get that. I almost asked him, but I didn't think it was the time or the place. Probably not. All right, so Deshaun Jackson, a wide receiver, sure to deliver in 2013. And next, a receiver who has been delivering for the last eight years for the Atlanta Falcons. Interesting to see him up here, not two weeks removed from the heartbreaker in the Georgia Dome. Interesting that he still shows his face down here in New Orleans. You know, I went on a road trip and caught up with Roddy, his mom, his grandmother, his great-grandmother. We talk about it right now in this interview. Yeah, and there he is, the all-pro, the pro bowler, the University of Alabama at Birmingham Blazer. My favorite mascot because it's a fire-breathing dragon. We were just mm. talking about that a minute it ago. Is. You want to talk about a mascot that can take anybody out. Uh, it's Roddy White. How are you, Roddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Not, not too bad. I got to believe it's kind of hard sitting on the set, though. I mean, uh, talking about the championship game, the the loss and how long it, it stuck with you, if it's still stuck with you. Yeah, it's still, it's still kind of with me. Yeah. You know, and um, it'll probably be with me all through the offseason and everything. It's a motivation to uh, get back to that point again. You know, it's it's funny. You, you play eight years in the league. It takes you that long to get to that point, you know, and um, – I don't think I could play another eight years. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like Tony Gonzalez, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, what about that, by the way? The news that now there's a buzz inside the Falcons organization. Hey, Tony's not ready to go yet. Let's keep him around for another year. Oh, man, I would love to have him around. You know, that guy, he's an extraordinary player. Makes a lot of plays out there that a lot of people can't make in this league. Um, and we need him. He, he, he creates balance, you know, throughout our offense and things like that. And, you know, me and Julio don't want to get double teamed all day. You know, we need Tony up there in the middle where we can <laughs> take some of that coverage away. Even though the season didn't end the way you wanted to, do you still believe that your team made some big strides winning some games in the playoffs? That, that comeback against the, the, the Seahawks was amazing. Yeah, I think we did. You know, um, we wanted to win a playoff game, but, you know, ultimately we wanted to get to the Super Bowl. We felt like our team was good enough to make it to the Super Bowl. You know, it felt a little short. You know, did some things, some uncharacteristic things at the end. But other than that, man, we had a good, you know, we had a good run. You know, and, um, you know, a lot of people are proud of what we've done. But as players, we want to, you know, go out there and get, get more done. You know, and um, we felt like the weapons that we got on offense, you know, and what we could do on defense, that we should, you know, set ourselves up to be in this game right here. The uh, viewers at home may not be able to, to see it because uh, you're not wearing the extra medium like a lot of the other guys like to wear with your Reebok ATV gear, but you're a big guy. Julio's a big guy, and going into that Seattle game, we heard 
How are these two receivers going to do against the most physical secondary in the league? How physical was that matchup out there, and how do you think you fared? Uh, I think we geared up for that. You know, and, um, it, it was a lot of people saying that you know we couldn't go out there and, and, and tackle with those guys and be physical and stuff like that. But we've been playing physical football, you know, our whole lives. You know, that's all that's all him and I know how to do. You know, really. And um, we felt like, you know, going in, we had a good game plan. We went out there and we made plays that we needed to make to win the game. And, you know, we found a way to score 30 points. So uh, I felt like we fared well. I love, you know, I'm interested in the behavior of Richard Sherman. Clearly, maybe <laughs> I, well, I, he's at least among the biggest trash talkers. And actually, you have Cortland Finnegan in the division oh, as yeah. well. Um, oh, no, I'm, I'm, conf- I'm confusing uh, Seattle yeah. and you guys. Either way. What is the nature of the trash talk without the without the expletives? What is it that he's saying to you when he's out there to get a bunch of nothing? Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, trash talk the other league. You barely can hear what the other person's saying anywhere because you're, you're yelling back and forth, so you can barely understand what he said. You just kind of see his mouth moving and things like that. But he he makes silly gestures when he makes plays. That's why it's so. That's why everybody sees what he does because he does the little silly gestures thing. So he gets a lot of attention for that. I mean, it's fun. It's fun football. It is fun watching it. And that game, I, I can't say enough about that last drive against the Seahawks. What was going through your mind? Seattle goes ahead. You guys got less than 30 seconds to move down the field. What was what was Matt Ryan saying to you guys in the huddle? Uh, just find a way to get a score. You know, um, you know, he just goes back like, hey, man, we've done this three or four times this year. You know, so nobody was in panic mode. Like, we couldn't get it done. You know, um, I think when you've gone through that routine, if you've done it a couple of times, if you've won games doing it, then it's a whole lot easier than never have done it before. You know, and uh, that's the thing I think that kind of excelled us in that game. We, we kind of knew we were going to score. We are going to find a way, you know, to get one big play and then get down there and score. So, um, you know, that's what I was thinking the whole time. Hey, we just get one chunk, and, you know, we'll, we'll be right there. And then we had two timeouts, so I thought we had a good, pretty good chance. Roddy, uh, we've asked the fans to engage at NFL.com live, our Twitter feed, and this, the hashtag Ask Roddy. Who throws the best deep ball in the NFL? Ooh. Joe Flacco does. He, he throws a pretty one. Yeah. You know, he's one of the best. I think, I think him and Tom Brady, those guys can... They throw some pretty, pretty deep balls. And we appreciate you not including Matt Ryan because obviously that'd be your choice if you yeah, were to yeah, play the game I mean, of politics. But. Or if you thought Matt Ryan was watching right now, he There's certainly that. would have been your choice. <laughs> Fellas, I got to tell you, I have to give Roddy a compliment. I got to hang out with earlier this year on Thursday Night Football with his mom, his grandmother, and his great-grandmother. Every player on the team knows them all, comes out and yeah. hugs them after the game. It's fantastic to watch. But Roddy in his house, I said, what kind of breakfast does, uh, what kind of breakfast meat does Roddy enjoy? We're not going here again, are we? He <laughs> enjoys, he enjoys, tell, well, tell them what kind of breakfast meat you have on your plate in the mornings when just, your mom's whipping it up. Oh, just about everything. Bacon, sausage. Yep. Bacon tram. and sausage oh. at the same time. Yes. How about that? I need I both it. of them. Well, you know what? I'm going to stick with the meat theme here then. <laughs> I'm going to go to another level. You can only have one place for the rest of your life. They're both. One's going to shut down on the uh, account of Roddy White. The Varsity Burger or Dreamland Barbecue? I got to go with Dreamland Barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> How often did you eat there when you were at, at, at Birmingham? At least once a week. Come on, that much? At least once a week. <laughs> we would have like a night that we would go out as a player. You know, right. we sit down and eat ribs and, and chicken and, 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 and I just love the white bread. bread. Just like, uh, we're not going to toast it. We're not going to butter it. It's exactly. Just, a, just, just a throw it in there. <laughs> 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 All 
Uh, we have a, a colleague, um, Gil Brandt, that works with us, obviously a very successful general manager of the, the Cowboys, won a number of Super Bowls. He, uh, he penned a column talking about Julio Jones, how dominant he is, and that he's the most dominant wide receiver in the league, uh, ahead of Calvin Johnson, which, of course, is coming off a 2,000-yard season. <laughs> it's a, a little crazy. Tell us about playing on the opposite side of Julio and, and what kind of receiver oh, he is. Oh, man, he's, he, he's very talented. You know, real big, fast, strong, physical guy. You know, he has everything. You know, um, when you go out there, it's kind of a, he, he's a tough cover because he can do everything so well. You know, and um, you just watch him in practice and how easy he makes everything look and, you know, does. Um, you just want him to go out there and play like that every week, you know, week in and week out and just stay motivated and just he'll be one of the great players of this league for a very long time. Like you do. Spin. Like you play every week. <laughs> yes. Spin the wheel oh, there we stupid go. questions, Roddy. And we're going to talk about that Reebok gear you got. I like those shoes. All right, Rank, what do we got here? Wheel of stupid questions. I hope it's not the breakfast meat since uh, he already kind of answered that. Oh, yeah. Most impressive name in your phone, in your contact list. That's good. Wow. Man, I call him uh, <laughs> Billy the Car Guy. Billy the Car Billy Guy? The car yeah, guy. Yeah, Who's Billy the Car Guy? He does everything in my cars. Oh, really? Yes, yes, <laughs> that's the best name? That's, that's the best now name. Now, that's a slap yeah, in Matt Ryan's face. Yeah, yeah, sure yeah, that Not even, or who? But, I mean, I, I got Matt in there as, as Matt Ryan. I right. got Julio in there as, as Julio. But they're Jones. all below Billy the car guy. Billy the car guy is the most important guy. Who's, what's the most important car you got? Oh, right now? Because you're a car guy, right? Yeah, I like cars. A little bit. A little yeah, bit. Little, all little right, bit, so what's your favorite that you got right now? Oh, my Maserati. Maserati. Yeah. Yeah. Four doors, two doors? Two door. Okay. Uh, Gran Turismo, it's the speedy one. It's yeah. up to about 190. Come so. on. <laughs> you putting it on a ship and sending it over to the Autobahn and cruising around? <laughs> when you're driving it to the stadium, whichever car you're driving, what song is playing to get you right in the head for the game? You know the crazy part about it? I listen to slow music on the way to the stadium. Hmm. So I'm probably oh. listening to Beyonce or Lisa Keys on the way to the stadium. Once I get into the locker room, I kind of transform and just get kind of wild. <laughs> Tell us about the Reebok and the ATV here. Um, our ATV shoes, they're new. Whoa. Just came out today. They're That's... in stores today. Um, they're all-terrain shoes. Uh, you can basically walk on the moon. Lift them up again for us. We want to get that on the camera there. So they'll be, oh, yeah, look at walk that. Walk on the moon, climb a mountain. Right. You know, snow, sleet, wind, mud, sand, no matter what. You can run in these things anywhere, so... You know, that's what we're doing today, and they're out in stores today. And it looks like a very breathable fabric because you have yes, no socks very, on. Yes, very, very. There we go. <laughs> I Roddy, like these things. Um, can we get a pick? Yeah, absolutely. Niners-Ravens, what do you think? I got the Ravens. Okay. I just think um, they've beaten Tom Brady and Peyton Man, It's hard to do that just to get to the Super Bowl. There we go. You know, and um, their defense is so sound with everything they do. They just don't give up a lot of points. Okay. You know, and um, Flacco's made key throws. Um, did a lot of good things in the, in the playoffs, and they haven't turned over the ball. You know, they've kept it to themselves and just made teams go the hard way. Congratulations on uh, all the success, and, and good luck next year on getting that uh, that next win and then perhaps two more and, uh, and winning that Super Bowl there for the fine people of the 404. Oh, yeah, thank you. David Roddy had cream on his hands. During the interview, yeah, did you feel that? I did thought he, he was. Did you shake his hand? He was. He was really lathered up. He was lotioned up. I thought he was gonna. I'm like, oh, is he pitching hand cream? Yeah. Like, 
I saw him doing it before he came up, and maybe it was, I don't know. I know, but now what's weird is I shook his hand, and then we were in the middle of the show, so I didn't have the chance to step away and wash my hands. So now my right hand that I shook his with is, is now soft and supple, yes. and my left remains coarse. Of course. You know? Which is a weird thing. So then we wrap things out the whole week, the three-day affair here in the media center in New Orleans with the cast of the league. Let me see if I can still do their names. Nope, I can't. Paul yeah. Shear. Paul Shear. Was great. Nick Kroll. Love his show, and I encourage everybody to watch that on Comedy Central. I find it hysterical. Jeff the Ref, his new character, is really terrific, and uh, so is... Well, we don't need to promote it that heavily. They were here to promote the league, so yeah. I, I don't need to do a promotion for that show. But it is funny, and I can't think of the name of the bit. The Nick Kroll Publicity. Show. Instead of a C, it's a Z. Publicity. It's a very funny sketch. What I about the you to one? Look it up. And then there's the one where he does the spoof reality TV show. That's it. Publicity. Is that the one? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, where he's a doctor. He's a. Oh no, that's he's a, a plastic one. surgeon for pets. Um, all right, so that's it. That's the end of. Oh well, wait. First, we got to hear the interview. Hold on, before we. Yeah, please. Well, now let's hear the interview with the fellows from the league. NFL.com live in New Orleans, and well, 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 look who's sat down on the white couch to join us. Many members of the cast of the league. The Start- most important members yes. of the cast yes. of the league. Let's is just that say how that. you Let's define it? That. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can hang everyone. back. Yeah, everybody else, if they didn't make it. Forgot. This is the yeah. travel squad. Yeah. The, uh, the new season, season five of the league gets going in September, Thursday nights. Facebook, Twitter, so on and so forth. You can track we're, it You know all what? We're there. even going to start a MySpace page and a Friendster page. We're <laughs> going to go back. MySpace is coming back, though. You I know. Slowly. All right, <laughs> let's see. I don't know if we'll have time left in the segment, but quickly, John LaJoy, Paul Shear, Steve Ranazizi, and Nick Kroll. All right, now we have, a, we'll also, we have some more. We'll also has a new show coming out on Comedy Central. Coming out. It's Dynamite. I'm over out. the moon about it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but I just want to talk about this table here, the Bridgestone <laughs> table, which is a you beautiful. Get a Red Bath and Beyond. Now the Bridgestone name is a little bit, you know, it's nice to have in your living room. I love to have a sponsorship in in my in my home, in my home. <laughs> and I also have a tiny football at all times with me. So if you guys want to play, well, tiny actually, football he's very room. big, and that's a normal size football. <laughs> well, that's you can really big. load up on the tchotchkes when you're walking oh, around. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I have They have a Gatorade bar over there. You should not nice. be drinking Gatorade when you're not doing anything athletic. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like pounding Gatorade for you. Uh-uh. Like, no reason to do that. I think that. I've been misusing it. Really? Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I rarely athlete, I do anything athletic. Do they have a deer Snorting antler Gatorade stand around here? <laughs> That's yeah, way in the we back. We do want to address that concern, and a lot of people have been asking us if we've been doping, you know, for the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, we use yes. deer antlers. Yes, we do. Yes, so, uh, <laughs> people say the show is really funny, it's because of the deer antlers. Well, John's been doping, but it's a... With weed. <laughs> yeah, can I not say that? <laughs> it's, it's the internet. You're fine. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, it's awesome. Awesome. Don't, don't awesome. worry too hard about it. The internet will bring out our little kittens now, and they can do their little tricks and stuff, too. Season four, you guys kicked off Cowboys training camp. How fun was that for you guys to go out there and do that? It, it was, was awesome. great. You know, yes. there. You know, we always are getting football players in the show, and some players know more than others. But we kind of put Brandon Carr in a crazy situation Awkward with situation. John. I right. had to run naked across oh, yeah. the field and then run up to him and hug him. I'm not sure he had agreed to have a 
Canadian penis rub up against That's it. what I wanted. To, so that was full. There wasn't, I know you had pixelation and everything, but was yeah. there pixelation? any, any sort that? of bodysuit? Euphemism for pixelation. <laughs> <laughs> they offer it, but I'm so cool with my... I'm, but it I'm, is a little secret is that you do get, sometimes you get a sock thing that right, looks yes. like a, the mm-hmm. top of a Crown Royal bottle of Crown Royal. <laughs> and just sort of but it does look it like when there. it's all on there and it's all taped up, it looks yeah. like Frankenstein's monster down there. It's just something is <laughs> going you. on. Thank <laughs> you. I actually have a baby sock uh, brought in because <laughs> the socks they gave me did not fit. Baby sock? All right, baby now we've gone too far oh, for yeah, even the yeah. internet. All right, <laughs> Jason Witten seemed like he was a pretty good sport for that, all that too. Yeah, he yeah. was great. He was awesome. He's he great. His kids play soccer. Yes. His kids were playing soccer at the stadium. We're like, oh, okay, so yeah. the next generation's playing soccer. Yep. <laughs> Question for you guys as football aficionados. We were just talking about it earlier. 32 teams... What if they all, the mascots, all got into a big fight? Not the people in the Sure, costumes. sure, sure. I'm no, talking the about actual foul, you know, Raven versus a 40. Yeah. Who wins that fight? Oh, to me, I'm going with the 49er only because they have a pickaxe. Mm-hmm. Not many other teams have a weapon of that nature. So I, I feel like a pickaxe against a lot is going to take out. Devil's know? advocate. There's Buccaneers. a buccaneer. He yeah, has a sword oh, and oh. probably a musket. Yeah. He's got two okay. of them. And a giant's a giant. What do you yeah. gonna, who cares about a sword if you have a giant? And then there's the Ooh, dolphins. these are good. Yeah. <laughs> the but they're smart. Dolphins are smart. Yeah, you just cut them up and eat them like tuna. <laughs> if the fight's in water, though, the dolphins got the edge. Yeah. yeah. True. True. No, guys, all of it does go to water. If, if, let's make a Hunger Games with NFL mascots. Yeah, I don't know anything about football. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm quiet right now. <laughs> what about the Expos? The Expos, uh, they were a good team. Dave Winfield just coming awesome. running out. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Super uniforms, at least, right? Oh, beautiful uniforms. Uh, Montreal uniforms are the best. <laughs> uh, I could go on about Montreal. Montreal Canadiens, so great. But we're at the Super Bowl, so... You're right. <laughs> so well, let me say who would win that battle royale. The correct answer, I believe, the Titans. It's a god. Really? Isn't it, right? I mean, I assume uh, a yeah. Titan equals a god, yeah. a Greek god, which means that he's immortal and That's he can throw psh, lightning. So, All right, next, like that. next question. That. Out of the gods, the religion, oh. which which one would win? But wait a second. Oh. Garfield, <laughs> oh, the religion one. Oh, yeah. Buddha, yeah. Buddha, you know, that goes sumo. Sort of nonviolent, though, right? Yeah. Push comes to shove, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did you think? Did you have a mascot opinion on it? I was going to say the Titans, it's hard to argue with that. Otherwise, the Jets are pretty I tough, was, I was going to say the, the Jets because you're actually in a Jet. All you got to yeah. do is dangle some feet in front of the Jets, and then they seem to break Circle down. Circle them. <laughs> <laughs> Although the Bear, yeah, he'd be good. All right, listen, you know what? Let's do the Wheel, Wheel of Stupid, Wheel of stupid questions. questions. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see what comes up here. No football-related questions out here, John. There we go. It's very exciting. Good What's luck to everybody. Whoa. Is this what it's like to be on Wheel of Fortune? Yep. All right. Pretty almost the same. Here we go. All right, let's read it. Ooh. Steve, yep. worst color. Worst color? Yeah, what's the worst color? In the world? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gray? Poverty. Say Gray. poverty. Gray. Poverty is a terrible. I, I, uh, I don't know. not like red like Gray. the color of your hair. It's not red. My beard's <laughs> red. My hair is brown. My is it? It's red. I think that brown red. is a pretty bad color. Like a, like a dark yeah. brown. Yeah. One of the worst ad it. campaigns at least ever. Yeah. Yeah. Brown. Yeah. Brown. yeah. yeah. Not, not actually, brown. the correct yeah, answer is taupe. Can we spin it again? <laughs> spin again? Spin again, yeah, please. Spin, spin. There you go. That's it. Yeah. A little less power on this one. And oh, oh, come this on. 
I think it's yeah. rigged to end on now, the worst color. Here it goes. Now we need right. to fill for the 12 minutes yeah. it's going to yeah. take yeah. for this wheel to go oh, around. It's exciting See, now. Pat Sajak <laughs> makes it look so easy. All right. And yet you so have to go. sit here and still fill. It. Ooh, it's a wild card uh -oh, question. Uh-oh, wild card, wild card, wild card. What'd you say? Wait, wait, we're going... Is that the question? Uh, what you say? If you could have the flesh of one beast the, yeah. for the rest of your life, what would it be? To eat it or wear to it? To eat it. Uh, alligator. We had it last night. It was delicious. Yeah, we had good alligator. <laughs> yeah, alligator was good. My own. I taste good. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, pork is always delicious, right? Yeah, pi yeah. I think swine yeah, is good. Yeah. What's the best animal to be eaten by? If you have to, if, I mean, it, it, right. listen, there's no winning answer. I know this it's all one, bad, but. Uh, a minotaur. Because it's like a human and a horse eating you. Like, that would be a pretty crazy thing. Like, I had so many questions while I was being eaten alive. I would like that. But horses, okay. Piranhas are probably pretty bad. But you feed a lot of them. Yeah. And that's nice. And you yeah. feel good about no, that. I have some experience you have about some piranha. Talk, talk to us about the working on piranha. Look, I did yeah, piranha, when you did piranha 3D. 3D and piranha 3. Double D. So I know a lot about it. It's a horrible experience. Ving Rames tried to eat you, right? Yeah. He did. He did. Successfully? Yes. <laughs> I know all CGI. The worst would it be bat? Eaten someone on bath salts? Yeah. yeah. That would be that would be a bad way to go. That would be a bad way to go because it'd be messy. Yeah. Is it good or bad though for a snake to kill you? Because then oh, you get consumed no. whole. Is that the worst or all the, the bad? Because then you're not oh. destroyed. Oh, you're Indiana Jones, huh? No, I'm Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Yeah, I, I don't know horrible. if this is an old wives' tale, but I remember one guy said that he got eaten by a snake, but he had his knife in his pocket, and he was able to, when the snake was halfway through, <laughs> cut him open really? like that. Ice Cube did that in Anaconda, right? Yeah. Did he do that? Yeah. It was actually Paul Hogan. That's, oh, Paul Hogan. Yes. I believe it. That's not a R.I.P., bro. <laughs> I know. Paul, spin the wheel again. <laughs> right. I don't know if you need it. Been here oh, not so hard, man. It takes so yeah. long. There, yeah. there it is. There you go. Just one. grab one. It's fine. All right, here you go. All right. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. What Tom Brady accessory would you most want to wear Hugs. over the course Hugs. of he's got well Giselle. Does it Giselle? Giselle yeah. <laughs> I guess you can count as an yeah. accessory. Yeah. Yeah. The like beanie hat, he yeah. wears the longish hair. Yeah. And, but the Uggs are the are the best. I mean I yeah, think right? we're all it's fair to say we all hate and love Tom Brady, yeah. right? Yeah. Like yeah. pretty much. I don't know who that is, so I can't hate or love. <laughs> I used to think Taco was a character, but now I've realized <laughs> it's the real article. Tom Brady is the Taco of the NFL. Well, then let's start with you, John. Yeah. Who's going to win the Super Bowl, and you have to name one of the two teams in it? That's well, all why don't you start off by asking him to name the two yeah. teams? <laughs> I'm trying to give him a break. All he has to do is one out of two here. I think that probably uh, the uh, – Paul, you should jump in here. <laughs> uh, because the uh, – come on. Let's, uh, no, I think uh, San Francisco. There you, there, there, there you go. Who was a quarterback for San Francisco? Joe Montana. <laughs> Fair enough. When I played Sega Genesis, he was quarterback. I right, actually so, don't know. So that is a definitive vote. Uh, yes. For the 49ers, Paul. I'm going for the Ravens. I go for the Ravens because if I don't, I don't know what Ray Lewis will do to me. That guy, can't, you know, <laughs> look, he's got history. He's going to cry <laughs> yeah. either way. Yeah. That much you can be sure. Ravens. The Ravens because uh, Terrell Suggs. He's been on our show a couple and times. Hilarious. And very, very fun. And uh, also my nephew loves the Ravens. So I'm going to wish the family, bro. Look at the shade. Big shout out, everybody. Come on, Wire. Day. Oh, damn, a shack. 
I can imagine that whole interview made Black Tie nervous. Can you imagine? Well, listen. You, did you catch it? Did you hear? Did you hear the what? What'd you say? In the middle of it. What kind of professional I am? A bad one. That's that's what kind I am. Oh, that you're was beating a, yourself. That up. was a horrible, horrible amateurish moment. The low point of my career, like I say. But what's done is done. And this podcast is almost done, but in just a moment here, like I promised at the top of the show, we're going to have our usual last edition of the weekly podcast for you, how we like to close things out with the Around the League Debate Club, hosted by Dan Hanzus and Mark Sessler. Get ready, Flames. They're coming at you. We were talking about an interesting thing before we, uh, before we get out of here real quick. We, we were having an interesting conversation in that bar that we were in last night with the Hall of Fame inductions nigh or at least the announcement of who gets in. Who is the most handsome Hall of Famer? Last year, Rank, as a matter of fact, we talked about this when we saw Curtis Martin. You know, he's, a, he's pretty almost, you know? Yeah. And then oh, you see is, Marcus yeah. Allen. He's very handsome. Mm-hmm. And I, I, whatever you think of him, O.J. Simpson is a ruggedly handsome man. Oh, and yeah. if you go way back... Frank Gifford. Now, don't think of him current. Don't think of current Frank Gifford. I'm no, talking playing days. If you go playing days, and that's that's your window, rookie oh. season to retirement, who was the most handsome in Hall of Fame history? Well, that you know that makes a huge difference because yeah, well, we're not, of course you can't well, go no, modern. Well, I, no, because if you went modern, when you see, and he was around today, we didn't get a chance to talk to him. Jack Youngblood still walks around. He's still is a striking wow. man when I, you see him. I understand, but like the Around the League boys brought up, they said, well, can't we use modern? I said, listen, some people are dead. They probably can't win. They're probably not looking their best right now. You understand? Oh, gotcha. Don Hudson was rather handsome. I, You know I don't count him for anything. I know. I, you, even in the handsome You office. bask in your ignorance. Let me of- give you a wild card. Lance Allworth. Bambi was a very good-looking man. All right, I'm going to have to figure this out. If you want to... Maybe we'll all, this is a summer project for us. We'll determine who is the most handsome man to ever wear the gold jacket. That's what we'll spend our time doing in the offseason. It'll be a project that will consume all six of months, and by the time we look up, wait, 2013 football season's here. All right, Rank, let's get out of here. It's time for our, our weekend to begin. Again, NFL.com. Look for the NFL Fan Pass. Rank's out there banging out interviews day and night, all week long with uh, dignitaries from both the world of pigskin and from elsewhere. So look for that. Also, the NFL, the shame report this week. I was down there for media day apologizing to Joe Flacco and other sorts of things. And, of course, the NFL.com live show. You can watch all three days' worth of it at your leisure at NFL.com. But right now, let's round out the week, as we like to do, with the Around the League Debate Club. Get ready, Flames. Take it away, Sessler and Hanzoos. Thank you, Dave. Welcome back to another edition of the ATL Debate Club, the Super Bowl edition from Radio Row. My name is Dan Hanzoos, joined, as always, by a man who was visibly excited upon seeing Jeff Foxworthy on the escalators, Mark Sessler. Not excited, Dan. I'm not Why consistently uh, throwing... More excited to see Jeff Foxworthy (laughs) today... Or to see Neil Patrick Harris in the bar we were in last night. I'll go with Neil Patrick Harris. 
There was a little yeah. skip in uh, Suspense. That was Dave Damashek. And why, by the way, why is it that you've been doing this debate club for now three months and I have not once been invited on the show? We're that's, waiting for the right That's time. rude. <laughs> I invite you every opportunity. I haven't gotten one invite back. We're going to have to rectify that, Dave. We're Bad sorry. ethics. <laughs> well, that was it. Go spin. Well, wait, you did just, he did just appear on this show. We've he checked did, that, that off the list. We've that checked that off the list. Well, how you doing, Mark? I'm good. We're at Radio Row. You know, last year, Dan, we were just sitting on laptops 40 feet away, pounding out meaningless blog posts. Yes. This year, we're on the white couch where the well, famous this, people well, sit. Well, this is also largely meaningless, I would say, but it, it is a different form of media. Fair. That's, that's pretty cool. Fair. A uh, couple things. I mean, it's been a, a very interesting week, very busy week. Uh, for us at ATL, we've been populating the blog with football news, you know, meeting with uh, various football players, celebrities. I got to go to the Beyonce press conference yesterday, which right. you could catch on the uh, Around the League blog. One thing I do want to get to, and we will talk about the game a little later, but the food in New Orleans, outrageous. Well, it appears to be. Uh, that's what I'm hearing. Yes, yeah, so, uh, that's, that's, that's kind of the sad thing is that Mark Sessler, uh, you may or may not know, most likely you don't know, is a vegetarian, which is very, it's been, for the first time ever, as someone that knows you quite well, I've been frustrated to be your friend and colleague, because we go to these restaurants, and everyone, when we're in a group setting, everyone's getting these delicious meals, the seafood, and the jambalaya, and the, you know, with the the mussels, and the oysters, and the steak with the oysters inside the steak, and the blue cheese. (laughs) <laughs> and then, you know, we went to uh, Giacomo's. Right. And everybody had this great plate of food. And then you got what appeared to be a squash uh, carved like a pumpkin with maybe some seeds and a couple pieces I of broccoli. I think it was a coconut. I'm, it, not, I'm not even sure what it was. Now, it wasn't that I chose that from a long list of vegetarian entrees. It was the, literally the only vegetarian choice. Yes. And it's something I never would uh, have picked in any other restaurant, but... Uh, you know, I appreciate the, the concern. Um, there, I mean, there's a, there's a low level of concern. And then there was one other theory. Uh, Handsome Hank, uh, you and I, and uh, one of our photographers at NFL.com, Alex. Yes. Um, we were sitting at a bar about midweek, and we were all commenting about... What, well, at the NFL house? At the NFL house, which is a house that the NFL's... Bought out, made bought probably out. spent a lot of money for it's the NFL. They can do whatever they want here. It's a very powerful corporation. But uh, we were talking about how good the food was, and this was a place where it was free food and free drinks for NFL employees, and we could not have a conversation at our little table without a, a, a server coming around with another sandwich or, you know, gumbo like A surprise. constant stream of appetizers. Not even appetizers. We're talking meals and desserts. And then we, we kind of thought back to how the week has been going and just how much we've been eating and how fat we're getting and came to a, a theory, a working theory, that it is possible. And I'm going to run this by you, Mark. Well, is I it believe possible? that I came up with this theory. You might have so come you back. Run it by me. Let's see if I still agree with it. Yeah. Is it possible that the city of New Orleans is fattening up NFL employees uh, looking forward to some type of sinister type ending to this adventure i think it's very possible because listen super bowl weekend closes and essentially let's say half our staff vanishes well it vanishes at a time where many nfl fans fall off the map they won't notice that less work is being done on the network on the site 
but it's very probable that we have fallen into a trap. So essentially they're going to fatten us up all week and then my theory that I, I do remember coming up with this was that the, the, the charter flight back to Los Angeles will actually uh, turn into a giant deep fryer where we will all be cooked and then be eaten by... Well, who are we being eaten by? I think it's, it's some type. Of, it's a underworld uh, authority figure. That's you know <laughs> a figure. One guy's eating. Obviously, cannibals as well. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. This theory maybe sounded a little better with a few beers in our system. It sounded very solid. I think it's it's shadowy individuals. Yes. From the city, a beautiful city, by the way. We're not pegging the entire city. city this way, but yes. there are some you know individuals with plans that are not. They're not right, Dan. Okay, well, we'll let you know, or you you guys will find out. It'll read in the paper, I would assume, at some point, if something does go down. Um, and what else do we want to talk about today? Well, I want to, uh, let's cycle back. You went to, you saw Beyonce yesterday. And I, I At the same time that I was uh, covering the NFLPA's player safety, which was, uh, there's no question who got the more exciting story. I did. Yes. But you went to the B story. Yes. What was that like? Uh, it was a surreal experience. Uh, Beyonce is um, she's a beautiful woman. I'm going to start right there. Um, How close did you uh, creep towards her? Uh, as far as the law would allow me to get. Uh, my, my funniest takeaway from it was the entertainment reporters on hand that were... At one point I look over at... Uh, there was a reporter from a, a website or a news organization called OMG Insider... And he had been walking around um, media day at the Superdome on Tuesday, handing out a cardboard hashtag and asking players to kind of play along with his ridiculous uh, bit. All right. So I had had my I look over him at the Beyonce press conference about 10 minutes before it starts. The man visibly nervous. And I, (laughs) I think to myself, wow, this is his Super Bowl. Because he's asking a question to Beyonce. Is, is this that big of a deal? Well, to, well I mean, listen, uh, that's a different situation. I am looking forward to the halftime show. Uh, I always look forward to the halftime show. I remember we were in Indy last year, and I was watching Madonna perform because I think it is... <laughs> you were in a cold sweat. I mean, you were, you were, it was a big moment for you. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I was watching Madonna. I was interested in what her performance would be like, and I plan to do the same thing with Beyonce, but you, you don't feel that way, do you? I'm not even sure. I mean, I watched Madonna, like, sort of over my shoulder as I was taking care of... I have a job to do, number one. Okay. And, or, I mean, I was taking care of my job sure, responsibilities. Sure. That aside, I'm not a... <laughs> halftime shows... Uh, Parades. This is something that seems very artificial to me. Am I like? I just, it just, you know, I can't get excited about it. I don't know what that means. I don't know how parades got worked into this. And because what it's ever all did to it you. is. It's it's uh, manufactured excitement. Yes. Let's stand around and watch a bunch of cars travel down a street with people sitting probably in propped up crates on top of the car. Well, waving. if you want to pull back a little bit and you want to say you are not a fan of manufactured excitement, what is the NFL? You don't know how the, any football game is going to come out. There's weeks of preparation to go into it. it or, listen, I like, I like the NFL. I'm not going there. Yes. Halftime shows feel like a bit of a charade. Okay, well, I will be watching it. and I might actually do a post on it. Uh, but then you can read that if you need any information about the show. Have your way. Uh, finally, uh, the last topic today is I, I do feel like we should probably talk about the game. I want to know who you see winning on Sunday, Mark. 
All right, well, I mean, I had picked San Francisco to go to the Super Bowl before the season. I did not pick the Ravens, not even close. So I'm going to pick San Francisco. I think they are a better football team. I think this is going to be a weird game. I, I, I'm going to regret this, I think, potentially. But I'm going 49ers 27-22 to 22, and on a touchdown scored with less than 10 seconds to go in the game. Wow, you, the Friday night lights ending you're going with. Yes. I like that. Yes. Um, you know, as seeing as uh, me being someone who picked Tony Romo as the league MVP and finished in last <laughs> place in the regular season picks, uh, whatever I choose will obviously be correct. Um, I am also going with the 49ers. I, I wrestled with it because I really think that uh, Joe Flacco is going to play well, and I think I don't think the Ravens are going to lay down considering you know how motivated they are right now. But uh, you know the Niners are they're just a better team, you know, and I and I think uh, I think they're going to take it. Uh, well, let's go 30-21. That said, I just have a weird feeling that something. I think we're, we might both regret these picks. We won't have anything to regret if our uh, theory about uh, New Orleans' underworld plans are true. True. We won't be looking back on anything. Um, well, that's it. Next time we come back to you, we will be back in Culver City, and uh, God willing, and we will talk about, we'll be on the Damashek show going over. We did go out with uh, Dave uh, uh, on Friday night or Thursday night, and that was an adventure. Uh, it wasn't much different than being on the Dave Damashek football program, to be honest. No, we need to, we definitely need to uh, unpack that a little bit. We need, and we just heard Dave's point of view. The listeners here only heard Dave's side of things. Yes. We also have a side to share, and we will, and that will happen. But uh, until then, uh, thanks for listening and uh, enjoy Super Bowl Forty Seven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.